344 members strong. The pride of the Dakota's marching band under the direction of Dr. Kevin Kessler has just concluded our national anthem as our pregame festivities are wrapping up here at the 8th Dairy Drive inside Dana J. Dykow Stadium. And in less than 10 minutes, we will have kickoff in the 2022 home opener as South Dakota State, who fell 7-3 last week on the road at Iowa, gets ready to take on the Aggies of the University of California, Davis, located in Davis, California. It is a gorgeous night for football, and shadows have encompassed most of the playing surface here in Brookings. And you hear the pride of the Dakotas, along with the Spirit Squad, the cheer and dance teams, beginning to create their tunnel as the SDSU football team will be making its way onto the surface in just a couple of moments. December 20th, 1996, John Stigelmeyer stepped to the podium inside of what is now the Hobo Day Gallery in the Student Union on campus. A 1980 SDSU graduate, he had spent the previous decade as an assistant under both Wayne Hensel and then Mike Daly. Having just been named the 20th head football coach of the South Dakota State program, Stig glanced over his right shoulder at his wife Lori in front of the press and said, quote, I guess this is the best Christmas present I could ask for. 267 days later, the Coach Stig era was officially christened in Davis, California. The Jacks made the 1,700-mile trip a successful one. SDSU 17, UC Davis 7, and Stigelmeyer was fittingly 1-0. It was the first time ever that these two programs met, but certainly wouldn't be the last. Seven years later, SDSU's first ever game in Division I occurred in a familiar place, Davis, California. This time, the honeymoon was over quickly. The Jacks were dealt a harsh dose of reality. UC Davis 52, SDSU nothing. These two programs were charter members of the Great West Football Conference. And most recently, they met on this field last November as SDSU won the opening round playoff tilt in a route 56-24. From the days of Division II mediocrity to an FCS power, John Stigelmeyer has been the constant through it all. One of the most winningest and tenured coaches in all of college football. And his time at South Dakota State has been inextricably linked with the agricultural school in Northwest California. Today, a new chapter shall be written in this 26-year-old rivalry. Two playoff teams of a year ago with high expectations meet. And there's Coach Stig, clipboard and all, for his 36th consecutive season, sporting the yellow and blue on the west sideline. A plume of smoke is about to emanate from the inflatable tunnel up the north end of the soy-based field turf for the first time in Brookings in 2022. Here come the Jackrabbits. November, South Dakota State put on a clinic at the expense of the visiting UC Davis Aggies. A school record six interceptions, 446 rushing yards, a program playoff best, and a 56-24 opening round victory. UC Davis returns to Brookings this evening with revenge on its mind, while the second-ranked team in the nation strives for more of the same. And is there anything better than a fall Saturday night here at Dana J. Dykow Stadium? The kickoff from Brookings is coming up after we pause 10 seconds to allow stations to identify themselves. You're listening to South Dakota State Football. 
to have you with us from Dano J. Dykal Stadium with Scotty Quaz on the field, Al Bahi and Brent Bowen in the booth. I'm Tyler Merriam. And Scotty, one new wrinkle this uh, particular time around for the Jacks. It's unique. White helmets, blue tops, white pants, but the white helmets in particular, something brand new. An organization started back in 2018, the Jacob Football Players Association. An alum of the network, Ryan McKnight, an 11 grad here, kind of rallied the troops, and they have been doing some fundraising and behind-the-scenes work to support their former, or the, support their team. And as former athletes, they are now giving back. A couple of years ago, they did about 50 grand in fundraising to help support the team budget. Most recently, 65 grand they raised to buy these new helmets. They're white helmets with a blue face mask. The blue angry rabbit, as some people call it, with forward-facing motion on either side. The back of the helmet says last play, and then right across the crown of the front of the helmet, it says JFPA. These guys are the current Jackrabbits, but they'll become a member, and they look pretty sweet here with the new white pants, white hats, blue shirts to take on the Aggies. It is a very unique look, Albahi, but how cool that, again, former players so invested in the current state of the program. You know, really, it speaks to the loyalty and the passion that not just student-athletes, but all students at SDSU have for this university. So the fans that are here, the players that have played here, they've got that dedication to the program, to Coach Stig, and they want to make things the best that they can be for the players that are here now and for the players that are yet to come. The four Jackrabbit captains tonight, Mark Gronowski, Landon Wolf, Adam Bach, and then the injured Reese Winkleman walking hand-in-hand -hand with three junior Jacks. They are going to meet the four UC Davis Aggie captains at the center of the field. Our referee tonight is Aaron Adams. He is about to oversee our coin toss at the 50-yard line for the eighth dairy drive as South Dakota State and UC Davis meeting for the ninth time ever. Handshakes are being finished. Davis, you are the visiting team today. I have a coin. The red H is heads. The blue eagle is tails. Red H is head. Blue eagles is tails. What's your call? Heads is the call. It is a heads. UC Davis, you've won the toss. What would you like to do today? UC Davis has won the toss. Elected to defer their choice the second half. You'd like to receive. Which way would you like to kick? Swing around. The Jacks will go from right to left in the first South quarter. South Dakota State will receive to begin the game. Gentlemen, good luck. Have fun. All right, thank you, Aaron Adams, our referee. Weather at kickoff is presented by DeKalb. Wherever you compete, winning has roots. Perform at your best with DeKalb brand corn. Scotty, the folks from UC Davis told me on Wednesday it was 110 degrees for the high in Davis, California. And they said, how humid will it be on Saturday? And I said, you don't have to worry about that. 2.38, 31% relative humidity. It has been a Chamber of Commerce style day from sun sunrise at 7.04 this morning till now, mostly clear skies. There is a little bit of a northerly breeze coming over the S-Jack, the Sanford Jackrabbit Athletic Complex. Jacks will travel into that wind here on their first possession. We're currently at 70, could spend most of this game in the 60s. Man, it feels so good to be back for football. It certainly does. This is a Jackrabbit offense that snapped the ball 57 times last week at Iowa. 16 of those 57 snaps were inside of their own 10. 25 of the 57, nearly half, inside of their own 15. And they committed 12 penalties, eight of them false starts. Tyler, I think that's why this is critical that the Jackrabbits get the ball first. This is an opportunity for this offensive unit, particularly the, the, the big boys up front, to dominate this offensive line of scrimmage, make a statement coming out here tonight, 
There have been a lot of questions around Brookings this week. Should be we should be we worried about the SDSU offense? I don't think there's anything to worry about. They played an outstanding top of the nation defense last week, and I think the offense is going to come out here tonight and make a statement. When you have a conservative game plan going in and then virtually every snap, the quarterback has his heels either on the goal line or inside of the end zone, it makes it awful tough sledding. Interesting here, one of the Jackrabbit players being sent off to the near sideline. That is, uh, I believe it's Ryan Swoger, the redshirt freshman from Tucson, Arizona. There is something perhaps with his jersey or not sure what's going on, but they've sent a new Jackrabbit in. As a matter of fact, I know what it is. Mike Morgan is also out there, so there were two 34s, and that's illegal. You can have multiple players with the same number on the roster, but you can't play them simultaneously or else it's a penalty, and the official's very kind to alert the Jackrabbits of that ahead of time. I'm just glad it wasn't an injury, Tyler. Yeah, well, we're banged up enough. We don't need to start the game with one. You know, I have a hangnail. <laughs> uh, Isaiah Gomez will tee the football up on the 35-yard line on the left hash. The lights have been turned on other than a sliver of sunlight in the, uh, what is the southeast corner where Tyler Feldkamp is standing awaiting the kickoff. The rest of the field is in shadows. The lights have not taken effect yet here at Dana J. Dykal Stadium. Great to have you along wherever you may be throughout our Jackrabbit Sports Network. Isaiah Gomez has the ball teed up. Points in both directions. Things are ready to go. And Gomez, a right-footed boot. It's end over end. It's on a line. It's over Feldkamp's head. And it lands in the back of the four rows of the checkerboard in the south end zone. And it is a touchback. The Jackrabbits a year ago, 36 points, 441 yards per game. A week ago, three points and just over 100 yards of total offense. And the Jackrabbits open up at their own 25. Again, no Tucker Kraft, who is wearing a boot on his right foot. The Jacks are also down. Bo Donald, who started at right guard last week for the yellow and blue. Donald is standing on the sidelines with a heavily braced left knee. So John O'Brien moves to right tackle. Quinton Christensen out of Weston and Springs makes his first career start. Gus Miller at center. Mason McCormick, Garrett Greenfield are on the left side of the offensive line. The Yankee Twins, two receivers are off to the right side of the set. Devin Cole Jr. is wide to the left. Davis behind Gronowski in a pistol. First and 10, handoff Davis straight up the middle, and he runs into two Davis tacklers and is hit backward at the 28-yard line. Rex Connors and Chris Venable, two safeties for the Aggies. That's a big hit after a three-yard game. And I think the Jackrabbits, like I said, want to dominate and establish that line of scrimmage dominance up at that front line. So Gus Miller, 6'3", 295, and I think before the season started, Zach Lujan referred to him as maybe he's undersized, but the kid's an all-state all champion wrestler out of Brookings High School. He knows how to be physical in that center position. Second and seven for the Jacks. Four-man front for UC Davis. Mike Morgan wing back to the right. Handoff Davis up the middle. Lowers his shoulder across the 30 to the 31-yard line. Evan Bearden, the uh, transferred from the offensive side of the ball to the defensive side of the ball. Was a tight end last year, defensive end this year. He makes the tackle. It's a two-yard gain. Jacks are facing third and five at their own 30 on the opening series. Now, last week, UC Davis was missing two of their top linemen in Michael Ambachshire. He's not here again tonight, but number 92, Chubba Ma'ai, was in for the first two plays. He's a run stopper, but he went off here for this third down play. Third and five for the Jackrabbits. Empty backfield. Gronowski in the gun. Two down linemen for Davis. 
as Gradowski takes a waist-high shotgun snap. Pass left side, deflected at the line. Incomplete pass. Evan Bearden knocked it down. And so the Jacks run the ball twice with Davis for five yards. Gradowski's first pass of the day is deflected, and the Jackrabbits will go three and out. And a young man whose name we said way too often for everybody's liking, including his own last week, Hunter Dustman makes an appearance. Dustman, a year ago, 34 punts. His high in a game was five. And Dustman last week was incredibly busy. 11 punts, a 41 and a half yard average at Iowa. Just a light breeze that he'll have to boot it into. Jalen White back to return, the junior out of San Diego. Three steps, right-footed boot. This has good hang time. It's a spiral and a fair catch called for and made by White at his own 27-yard line. It's a 43-yard punt with no return. Again, the Jackrabbits tonight wearing their brand-new white helmets with the blue Jackrabbit logo on it. Jackrabbits in white on the front of the jerseys, outlined in yellow with white numbers on each side of the jersey with yellow outline over the top of white pants. UC Davis in a gold helmet with white tops, navy blue UC Davis above the numerals on the front, player names above the numerals on the back, and gold pants. Miles Hastings, his seventh career start, the fourth-year sophomore out of San Marcos, California, threw the ball 50 times a week ago at Cal for 242 yards. The All-American running back, Elonzo Gilliam, they'll fake a sweep, to, a pitch to him, then a throw over the middle to a wide-open McAllen Castles, but he dropped it. The tight end, a transfer from Cal, third-year starter at tight end, and he drops a wide-open pass, little behind him, but that was an easy catch and throw. He was wide open, it should have been caught, but you're right, that pass was behind him and Miles Hastings one of the things the Aggies are going to try to do is move the pocket they don't want him to step back there and be standstill in the pocket because they know what this jackrabbit pass rush can be like and last week against Cal they rolled him out right several times in a passing situation second and ten handoff to Gilliam avoids one man avoids a second then took a big pop from Colby Herter starting with all the injuries at safety Herter comes up from the defensive secondary and bangs Gilliam to the ground right at the line of scrimmage for no game third and ten but the Jacks never let that play get going. I think that was Tucker Large got across maybe turned him back inside doing a great job of turning it in. Large the redshirt freshman safety out of Sioux Falls. Herter a freshman out of Katy, Texas. Third and ten for UC Davis from its own 27. No score. 12.52 clock running opening quarter in the Dairy Drive. Four wides, two left, two right. Hastings in the gun, a deep drop, steps up, heaves it down the near sideline, and he overthrew his intended wide receiver, Chaz Davis, who had an excellent game last week at Cal. Man-on-man -man coverage by the linebacker, Graham Spalding, and the Jackrabbit defense forces yet another three and out. Really good coverage in the secondary. They went for that one-on-one, -on -one, found the corner. The pass was a little bit overthrown, but thrown where it wasn't going to be picked off or caught, but that was great, great coverage in the secondary by the Jackrabbits. UC Davis used two punters a week ago. Henry Reich, who punted three times, the 40-yard average, will kick it to Landon Wolf, the Jackrabbit receiver at his own 28. Reich, with a gloved right hand, catches the snap, lets off a beautiful high spiraling kick, and a fair catch called for and secured by Landon Wolf at his own 30-yard line. A 43-yard punt and no return. So we step aside with 12.34 to play in the opening quarter. No score between South Dakota State and UC Davis. And you're listening to Jackrabbit Football from Learfield. Welcome back to Dana J. Dykow Stadium here in Brookings. A three and out by each offense. So there's still no score with 12.34 left to go here in quarter number one of the home opener. The official game sponsor of the Dairy Drive is First Premier Bank and Premier Bank Card. 
For all your financial needs, choose a company that is both locally grown and nationally known. Premier, investing in you. And Peterson Farm Seeds, they do everything it takes to help farmers raise more bushels. They're just that kind of a seed company. If you're that kind of a farmer, you can give them a call or visit petersonfarmseed.com. With Brent Bowen up here in the booth, Scotty Quaz on the field, Al Bahi alongside as well. I'm Tyler Merriam, 12-34 opening quarter, no score. Each team goes three and out so far. Just initial thoughts, Al? Pretty conservative. I think just kind of feeling each other out, get those first drive jitters out of the way, even though it's the second game of the season. I think the Jackrabbit offense kind of waiting to see what kind of defensive looks the Aggies are going to throw at them. They haven't done anything special so far, uh, so it's just a matter of reading and reacting when they start to show some of their blitz packages. All right, SDSU from its own 30 in the shotgun. Mark Gronowski, Davis to his right. Jaden Yonke in motion. They'll pitch it to him on a jet sweep, running from left to right. Yonke escapes one tackle, then he's hit down to the 35-yard line after a five-yard pickup by the middle linebacker, Jace Smalley. One, that counts Yonke. as a pass to Jaden Yonke, so his first reception of his fifth-year senior season. Nice play call after the first drive where they went up the middle a couple of times and then throw a pass to get that jet sweep in there. Try to get some of your best players, some of your speed players out in space with the football. So second and five for the Jacks. The field almost entirely in shadow. Just a little bit of a breeze here at Dana J. Dykel Stadium. Two tight ends. Hines right, Morgan left. Double wides to the left on second and five. Shotgun waist high snap. Gronowski handing to Davis, and that play broken up in the backfield. He tried to run left, and Zach Kennedy, the defensive end out of the Seattle area, had it broken up. Some help came later, but Kennedy really broke that play up in the backfield. Davis loses three, and it's third and eight. Yeah, he did. He blew that up, came across the line of scrimmage and really never gave Davis a chance to find any space and tackle for loss for the for the Aggies. Again, that's behind Greenfield and McCormick, the two All-Americans on the left side of that O-line. So third and eight for the Jackrabbits. Two receivers left, one to the right, tight end Hines left. Davis on the left tip of Gronowski. Davis has two down linemen, you see Davis does. They walk three more to the line. Gronowski claps his hands, helmet high snap, a deep drop, rolling out to the right side, feeling the pressure. He'll heave it deep down the right sideline into traffic, and the pass is intercepted. It is picked off and tackled to the 35-yard line of UC Davis's Rex Connors. First career INT, Gronowski feeling the pressure, and his leg might have even buckled a little bit as he threw that ball. It was offline and intercepted by the Aggies. Well, definitely he was under pressure, had the guy coming at him in his face, and that really affected the way he throws this football because the the receiver was open early. Gronowski saw it but wasn't able to get his feet set and planted to be able to deliver a deep throw. And so it was underthrown. I think Mark, when he looks at the film, is going to maybe wish he had that one back to either check down or throw it away out to the outside. On the flip side, a long interception serves as a punt. 11-0-2 in our first quarter, no score. UC Davis at second possession, operating from its own 35, first and 10. Miles Hastings, the quarterback in the shotgun, fakes a handoff, rolling out to the right, pressured, lobs a ball into traffic, and Dayton McGoy intercepts it. Returning at left 40, angling right 35 to the 30, behind a convoy of blockers to the 20, down the right sideline, and he is shoved out of bounds at the 17-yard line. Dayton McGoy making his first career start. The sophomore out of Elwood, Kansas, comes up with a huge forced turnover. Well, Tyler, that's been one of the knocks on Miles Hastings is when he rolls out, he has a tendency just to look at one side of the field, and he's got a receiver that he's locked in on, and he was throwing that ball no matter what. Great job by McGoy in the secondary, dropped into that coverage. McGoy in front of the intended receiver by a good five yards, and that ball comes right to him. 
But this is this is a great sign for the Jackrabbits to get that turnover deep in Aggie territory. New Seed wants you to take advantage of this golden opportunity in the fields on your farm. Score big with canola and sunflower hybrids from New Seed. 10.48 first quarter, South Dakota State after the team's trade interceptions from the 17 of UC Davis. Direct snap to Isaiah Davis. He'll run up the middle, look for room, and find very little. He does work his way to the 15 for a couple, but the inside running game has not been there so far for UC Davis. A successful season demands a powerhouse team with a can-do attitude. Case IH takes the field and wins with tractors, combines, hay tools, and more. Unlock your special offer at CaseIH.com slash Jackrabbits. Well, Tyler, part of the reason that opening is not there up the middle is a guy who's 6'2", 347, Chubba Ma'ai at nose tackle right there. He fills a lot of space at the line of scrimmage. Amar Johnson in is the back behind Gronowski. Pistol formation on second down and close to seven. Hand off Johnson up the middle, cuts right inside the 10, then takes a big lick after he picks up the first down at the six-yard line. Rex Connors, the safety, made the big hit, but Amar Johnson runs for nine, and that is a first Dakota National Bank first down. It's goal to go for the yellow and blue. And the Jacks will not huddle. Quickly to the line. Johnson behind Gronowski. High snap. He catches anyhow. Hands to Johnson running off the left side. Inside the five to the four to the three. So Amar Johnson for a gain of close to three. Second down and goal. 9.40. No score in our first quarter. And the Jacks knock it on the door of the north end zone. Like this change of pace that the Jackrabbit offense has put into play. They had Davis take that direct snap. And now you bring in Amar Johnson, who's a different style of runner from Isaiah Davis. Johnson... Nice footwork on that first run. Get a quick cut to the outside. He's a little speedier, not as big as Davis. And Johnson behind Gronowski in the pistol on second down and goal. Early snap, broken play. Gronowski takes off and runs. Barrels past a defender, and he's hit down just shy of the goal line. The snap came early. Gronowski wasn't ready for it. He caught it almost by a reflex, turned a hand off to the wrong side of where Johnson was, then ran behind right guard, ended up down just inside the one. Jacks run to the line on third and goal. Gronowski takes the snap under center, powers his way forward. We are waiting on a signal. He's across the uh, goal line. There it is. And for the first time this season, touch down, Jackrabbits. And fittingly, it was with plenty of drama, but right behind Gus Miller, the center, Gronowski keeps, and on third and short, he picks up his eighth career rushing touchdown. I think Gronowski might have gotten a little shaken up on that previous play there, too. He kind of did a 180, kind of an airplane spin after that contact. He jumped back in the huddle, and again, a gritty, tough quarterback takes the dive for the TD. Hunter Dustman who has only tried one extra point in his college career. That was at Southern Illinois a year ago in the spring. Michael Drotsman is holding. Keaton Heidi is unavailable. Drotsman puts it down, and the kick is up, and the kick is good by Hunter Dustman. Well, that touchdown, a one-yard run by Mark Gronowski, powered by Prostralo Auto Mall in Madison. Score your next vehicle at prostraloautomall.com. And the uh, drive summary, five plays, 17 yards in two minutes and three seconds after the Dayton Lagoy interception and 31-yard return. Go further with the fuel-efficient full lineup of Ford cars, trucks, and SUVs. See for yourself at buyfordnow.com or your local Northland Ford dealer. 8.45 to play in our opening quarter. South Dakota State 7, UC Davis nothing in the dairy drive. This is Jackrabbit football from Learfield. 
Welcome back to Dana J. Dykow Stadium. The Jacks get on the board into the end zone for the first time this season on a Mark Gronowski quarterback sneak. The Jacks lead UC Davis 7 to nothing here in the home opener. Sanford Orthopedics and Sports Medicine has the expertise to keep athletes in the game they love. Sanford Health is proud to be the exclusive sports medicine provider for the Jacks. And isn't it about time we got back in rhythm with nature? Poet is working in sync with the earth to provide innovative and sustainable plant-based solutions that are changing the world. Visit Poet.com where you can get back in rhythm with nature with Poet. 8.45 at our opening quarter, South Dakota State 7, UC Davis nothing. The Jackrabbits, a mass unit of sorts here, down six different starters from last week. And we talked about it a couple times. I want to make sure, I think I said Quentin Christensen earlier at right guard. It is Colby Christensen, the sophomore from West Des Moines, Iowa. Although Quentin will see in this game today as well. A lot of new faces on both sides. Hunter Dustman will kick from right to left. It's a high end over end kick. Lan Larison calls for a fair catch and makes it at his own six. This kickoff presented by Poet. Isn't it about time we got back in rhythm with nature? Poet is a proud leader in the sustainable bioproducts industry. Well, again, Jacks turn the ball over, but McGoy comes up with the interception, returns it inside the red zone, and the Jackrabbits find a way to score and build some momentum early. And again, it's a Jackrabbit defense with a little momentum swing coming off of a pretty good effort last week. And so UC Davis, third drive of the game for the visiting Aggies, who put up 387 yards but only 13 points last week at Cal. One wide either side, shotgun snap to Hastings, handoff to Yolanzo Gilliam, the All-American back who gets stood up after about a yard, ran left, had to spin through traffic, and then got held up in the middle of everything. Caden Johnson, one of the SDSU defensive ends, came there to make the stop. Gilliam gets a little more than a yard on first down. Gilliam a year ago, 10 rushes for 73 yards, also caught eight balls for 55 in the opening round of the playoffs. It is a jet sweep from right to left comes C.J. Hutton, and great job by Colby Herter to shuck the block of Gilliam right into the lap of Hutton, who couldn't jump over him, and he gains only a couple to his own 28. It'll be third down and seven. That was a look at that tempo offense there then. <laughs> Jax just made a shift and the ball was snapped. 7.55 clock running in our first quarter. Jax seven, Aggies nothing, and UC Davis third and seven from its own 28. Hastings with an empty set. He'll take the shotgun snap, screen to the left side. Catch is made by Castles, the tight end, but he's brought down well shy of the sticks. Graham Spaulding read it well. The linebacker wrapped him up around the ankles. Then Bach came to help at the end. Castles gains three to the 31, but he needed four more, and UC Davis forced to punt. Well, the Aggies, it looks like they're trying to find some way to avoid that pass rush that they know is coming from the Jackrabbits on third down. So they tried that little slip screen to the tight end. And as you said, Graham Spaulding spotted it immediately and was shooting right up between the protection to make the tackle. Henry Wright just gets away the left-footed punt. A wobbly one. Wolf backs up at his own 23. Running left with room to the 30. Tried to juke a man and could not. Hit down to the 34-yard line by the leading tackler of a year ago on this UC Davis team, Teddy Buchanan. A 44-yard punt and a return of nine. 7.04 to play in our first quarter at the Dairy Drive at its South Dakota State 7, UC Davis nothing. This is Jackrabbit football for Learfield. Welcome back to Dana J. Dykow Stadium. The Jackrabbit defense picking off right where it left off in the game from the game last week. The Jacks lead UC Davis 7 to nothing. just about halfway through quarter number one. 
Cubby Sports Bar and Grill. You can watch the Jacks while dining in or enjoying great takeout options. Cubby's is your Jackrabbit game day headquarters in downtown Brookings. And football season means hunting season, so when you're not cheering on the Jackrabbits, you might just be out hitting the fields and enjoying the greatest pheasant hunting in the country. Visit gfp.sd.gov and purchase your license today. Seven minutes, four seconds to play in the opening quarter. It is a 7-0 South Dakota State lead over UC Davis in a rematch of last year's opening round FCS playoff tilt. Again, night and day, literally and figuratively, between that game where we had less than 4,000 people and 45 degrees and a bunch of wind, it is a beautiful night here in Brookings for the Dairy Drive. Jacks open this drive from their own 34. Three wides for Gronowski, two right, one left, a three-man UC Davis front. High snap, Gronowski catches, dances around the pocket, throws a bullet over the middle, caught by Amar Johnson along his right shoulder pad. He is tossed to the turf by Teddy Buchanan, the uh, middle linebacker at the 39-yard line, so call it a five-yard gain on the catch by Amar Johnson, the sophomore out of the St. Louis area, backing up Davis at tailback. You say, just want to point out, Davis is coming into the game now. We expected from Zach Lujan that there was going to be rotation at that running back position quite often here tonight. Davis got pretty beat up at Iowa last week with a really good defense putting hits on him, so they want to kind of protect him a little bit, give him some breathers, maybe reduce the number of hits he takes here tonight, and it's great experience for Amar Johnson. Hines lines up as a wingback left, hand to Davis, he'll pitch it back to Jaden Yaki, a flea flicker, Gronowski will throw it deep down the left side, wide open Zach Hines, and he tried to stutter step along the near sideline, and the ball went through his hands above his helmet, and it is an incomplete pass, so that was a handoff to the left, Left, then a reverse back to the right into a flea flicker. Gronowski's pass incomplete, but there's a flag. Roughing the passer. Defense, number 19. It's a 15-yard penalty. It's first down. So a 15-yard infraction on Jace Smalley, the middle linebacker. Smalley already has an undergraduate degree and an MBA. He's on the Campbell list. Looked like he just got hit a little bit late, did Gronowski, and the Jacks will take the 15 yards, and they're to the Davis 46. Zach Lujan pulling a uh, play out of the Aggie playbook there, a little double reverse flea flicker pass. I did not expect the first trick play of the night would come from the blue and white, but it was pretty <laughs> cool. And uh, as you said, Hines was open down that sideline, but under duress, Gronowski just didn't have enough time to get it set and delivered on the money as he was taking that hit. Officials halted play for a moment to double check everything and now they'll go ahead and go left hash from the 46 of the Aggies Jacks ahead 7-0 with the football 6-10 first quarter Amar Johnson in behind Gronowski one wide left two to the right at a tight formation UC Davis two down lineman high snap Gronowski catches hand to Johnson running off the right side big hole inside the 40 He is tripped up by the true freshman corner Blake Cotton at the 38-yard line of the Aggies. That's a gain of eight for Amar Johnson on first down. Johnson had only two carries last week at Iowa. He already has four for 20 yards tonight. And well, Al, you mentioned it earlier, too, the distinction between Davis and Johnson there. Johnson certainly got some quicks and some hops there. They're two distinct backs and makes the Aggies watch for both. Well, and his two bigger runs, the eight and nine yards, have both come going off the right side behind John O'Brien and Colby Christensen. Second and two for the Jacks, three wides, one left, two right. Johnson to the right of Gronowski, high snap again. Gronowski tipped it, then caught the ball on the deflection, and he's ripped up in the backfield by Jace Smalley at the 44. That is a loss of six 
and we've said it, Gus Miller's snaps have been high often tonight. That's the first time Gronowski couldn't catch it. He did a heck of a job to tip it up to himself and ended up uh, avoiding even a bigger loss situation. Well, in defensive secondary, that's called the tip drill, where you get somebody <laughs> who tips that pass up and then somebody's out to try to catch it. Gronowski had to do it all on his own. Unfortunate that it came straight down to him and didn't tip, deflect off one way or the other. Jacks one of three on third downs tonight. This is third and eight at the Aggie 44 from right to left they go. Three wides in the set. Davis the running back, fate to him. Gronowski running up the middle, lowering his shoulder inside the 40 to the 39, pushing the pile to the 38 yard line. That's a tough six yards for Gronowski and decision time for John Stigelmeyer, who was standing on the near sideline in that uh, black vest over a white polo shirt with the blue visor. And he tells his offensive coordinator, Zach Lujan, we're going for it. On fourth down and a long two, Jacks need the 36. The ball is just outside of the 38. You know, Tyler, I like that play call. It was a definite passing situation. And knowing that UC Davis can bring a blitz from any place at any time, a quarterback draw was an ideal call right there. Jacks were better than 50% on fourth downs a year ago. One wide either side, double tight to the left, Davis behind Gronowski. On fourth and a long two, handoff Davis up the middle, got hit, trying to fight forward, and he got nowhere near it. That big interior of the UC Davis defensive line rising up to swallow Isaiah Davis and not allow any forward movement. Chuba Ma'ai, whose real name is James, he was all big sky in the spring a year ago. He is 6'2", 350 pounds. He is all of it and then some, and he gobbles up Davis for maybe a half yard on fourth and two and a half, and the Jacks go over on downs with 3.59 remaining in the first quarter and SDSU leading it seven to nothing. Not a bad gamble to take based on where they're at on field position. Yeah, could have punted them down, pinned them deep, but the way the defense is playing so far in this first quarter, put that trust in your defense that we're going to hold them to a three and out and get the ball back here. So UC Davis so far tonight, six yards is all on seven plays. First and 10 from the 38, fake to Gilliam. Hastings will run up the middle. Quinton Hicks and Adam Bach tag team on the tackle of the quarterback after a two-yard run on first down for Hastings. And he doesn't run the ball very much. He has 23 career rushes, and the majority of those are sacks. 3.40 clock running in the first. UC Davis rarely huddles. Two wides to the right. Gilliam, the All-American, back to the left. Motioning right to left, Trent Tompkins, hand to him. He'll run it on the wide receiver jet sweep off the left tackle, and Adam Bach rides him down. In addition to that, Ryan Van Morrow on the stop at the 44. It's a gain of four. It'll be third down and four, UC Davis at its own 44. Again, the Aggies hustle to the line of scrimmage. Four receivers, two left, two right. Four down linemen for SDSU. Hastings takes the shotgun snap, dumps it off over the middle. Juggling catch is made by Gilliam, who will pick up a first down. Bach, the All-American linebacker, runs him down at the SDSU 46. That is a gain of eight. It is a first down, the first one of the night for UC Davis, 12 minutes into the contest. And a safe play call to one of your better receivers. Gilliam, great hands coming out of that backfield. Match him up against the linebacker. Even a guy as good as Adam Bach, when he got that hand, hands on the ball, had the first down. 
2.40, clock running in the first quarter. 7-0 Jacks. Davis from left to right. They go at the 46. Blitz is on. Handoff running left. Land Larison gets a good block around the left edge. Then he's tripped up in open space at the 41-yard line. Excellent open field tackle by the Sioux Falls native Tucker Large. And a ton of flags came in at the end of the play after Larison reached the 40-yard line and gained six on the first down run. Our officiating crew, Aaron Adams leads the way. Two of these officials refing their first FCS game. But Adams, a veteran leading the crew, he's about to tell us what's going on. Holding, offense, number eight, the 10-yard penalty from the spot of the foul is still third down. Well, we'll need some clarification. I think he said number Correction. eight. But there is no number eight on the UC Davis roster. Either way, it's a flag on UC Davis, and it'll move it back to the Aggies' own 49. Potentially 18 or 82? Sure. 87? <laughs> I'm just picking eight numbers. C crazy eight, Scooter. <laughs> From the Aggies' own 49, snap to Hastings. Swings it right side to Lan Larison, who will be thrown out of bounds by Malik Lofton back at SDSU territory. A gain of three to the Jackrabbit, 48. So Larison for a limited game on the swing route. Talk more about that defensive depth there. Jared DePriest, 270 out of Illinois. Eating up some tackle time there. I think uh, Caleb Sanders getting a breather. Brad Peterson, our excellent statistician, confirms it was 18 Trent Tompkins who held. So UC Davis, second down and 12 from the 48 of the Jackrabbits. In the gun, Hastings drops to throw over the middle, juggled and dropped. A little behind Chaz Davis, but the wide receiver could not bring in the pass that was on his left shoulder pad just below his helmet. It'll be third and 12 for the Aggies, 149 first quarter, 7-0 the Jacks lead. Second drop of the ball game for the Aggie receivers, and both of them have been in the middle of the field, both of them partially affected by the fact the ball was thrown behind the receiver. Davis. Still both catchable. Beg your pardon now. Davis is one for three tonight on third downs. They'll need 12 to reach the Jackrabbit 36. SDSU three down linemen. They walk two more men to the line. Hastings to throw him in a five-man rush. Dumps it off near side to Castle. The tight end makes one man miss. Then he is hit down by a combination of Dyshawn Gales and Kevin Brenner at the 40-yard line of SDSU. A gain of eight. It sets up fourth and four for the Aggies, who a week ago at Cal went for it five times on fourth downs, converted three, and they're going for it here on fourth and a long four. 120 to play in the first quarter, 7-0 SDSU. The Aggies on fourth and a long four just outside of the Jacks 40. Two wides and a tight end right. One wide left, Gilliam the back on the left tip of Hastings. Now Davis motions right to left. Shotgun letter high snap. Hastings a deep drop. Now he'll tuck and run, and he will get banged down shy of the sticks by Adam Bach. Man, you talk about two cars crashing into one another on the interstate. That was Bach and Hastings. They meet at the 37-yard line. The yard marker to gain was the 36. The officials are stopping this for measurement, and I have no idea why. It's a yard and a half shy yeah. of where he needed to get. He needed to get to the 36. He barely got to the 37. And Aaron Adams is requesting a measurement. But I'll tell you what, you talk about Adam Bach putting a lick on him. I mean, he stopped Hastings cold 
with that shot right there because the momentum Hastings had, if it's a glancing blow and not a solid tackle, he falls forward and probably gets that first down. But in this case, Bach, to use your phrase, Tyler, planted him. Well, that was a terrific collision of bodies, and I have never seen an official ask for a measurement. <laughs> when it's that, that far short. That might just have been the chain gang over there wanting to get a little face time <laughs> and see if they can uh, still get to the middle of the field and yeah, back. I, I think if I'm the officiating crew, I'm a little insulted by that because my eyesight is better than that, man. Final minute, first quarter, South Dakota State 7, UC Davis nothing. The Jackrabbits from their own 37 will begin this drive. Jacks 37 yards on the day. Gronowski two out of four for 10 yards and most of that on that one jet sweep where he pitched it forward. Fake of the handoff to Davis. Gronowski looking to throw deep right side for Landon Wolf, who was well shadowed over there on the far sideline by Kavir Baines, the backup safety. And that play never had a shot. It'll be second down and 10. Yeah, the coverage there had him to the outside. So the only place Gronowski could throw that was to the sidelines and get it out of there. But Landon Wolf knew he didn't have a chance to make a play on that pass. Each of these teams lost their opener on the road against a Power 5 school. They met last year in the FCS playoffs. Jacks won 56-24 in the round one meeting in Brookings. Here tonight, 7-0 Jacks with the football, second and 10 from their own 37. A one-step, Gronowski, quick toss left side, Jackson Yonke gets spun around but still works his way to the 43-yard line of his own territory. So Jackson Yonke for close to six. It'll set up third down and a little more than four. Final minute opening quarter, 7-0 SDSU. Great footwork by Yonke to try to break away from Devin King, the corner that came up and then made kind of a double road uh, 180 there. And, Got himself just those few extra yards. Nose of the football is on the 43, and the Jacks need to get just shy of the 48. Two wides left, plus an up back in Hines. One wide to the right, Davis the back on the right hip of Gronowski. UC Davis, three down linemen, they'll rush four. Deep drop, Gronowski down the center of the field. Jaden Yonke in traffic, makes the catch, and he's hauled to the turf by Devin King at the 40-yard line of UC Davis. 17 yards and a first Dakota first down. And if you weren't sure, Mason McCormick all 6'4", 305 with the acrobatic double point from his left to his right. Nice job by the Jackrabbits, picked up the linebacker blitz that came from the left side, and that's exactly where Gronowski threw the ball on that crossing route to Yankee. It was open, first down Jackrabbits, end of the first quarter. We have come to the end of one on the Dakota Bank scoreboard. South Dakota State 7, UC Davis nothing in the Dairy Drive, and you're listening to Jackrabbit football from Learfield. Welcome back to Dana J. Dykehouse Stadium here in Brookings. Start of the second quarter as the Jacks lead UC Davis 7 to nothing after a Mark Gronowski quarterback sneak in for a rushing touchdown on third and goal. A big thanks to the associate sponsors of tonight's Dairy Drive. Agripur, Bell Brands, Midwest Dairy, Prairie Farms, and Valley Queen Cheats. Hey, since 1982, Bud Light has delivered the best-selling premium light lager in America that's consistently brewed with a fresh, clean finish. Bud Light is for the fans. Tyler Merriam, Al Bahi, Brent Bowen in the Hefty C broadcast booth. Hefty brand Freedom Series soybeans. Be free to set yield records on your farm with the protection and power of Extend Flex soybeans. And Scotty Quaz, the scooter down on the field after one quarter at 7-0. SDSU ahead of UC Davis. Jacks did not commit a penalty in that first quarter. Remember, they were flagged 12 times last week at Iowa. 
each team a turnover. In fact, on back-to-back -back plays, they each threw interceptions. Dayton McGoy had the 31-yard pick, and the Jacks, as Brett mentioned, cashed in on it with the Mark Gronowski one-yard keeper. Each team a failed fourth down so far. Adam Bach has five tackles for SDSU, the linebacker. Meanwhile, UC Davis safety Rex Connors with six stops for the visiting Aggies. And UC Davis yet to establish a running game, only 17 yards on seven attempts. The Jacks have rushed for 27 on 12 attempts. SDSU a 60 to 41 total yards advantage. But again, Al Bahi so far, it's the defenses more so than the offenses. Well, and, and that's what we expected out of this Jackrabbit defense. They're gonna control the tempo of this game through that first quarter, great job of staying at home, watching for any trick plays, and when they see that ball get handed off to Gilliam, they know that's not a trick play, so they've been swarming to him. He's only carried the ball twice, and they've done great jobs of being the first guy to make contact is making the tackle. They're not allowing yards after contact. Yeah, Gilliam, two carries, one yard. He is an All-American who ate up Cal a week ago. Jackrabbits from left to right now. First and 10 at the 40 of UC Davis. Shotgun letter high snap, play fake. Gronowski throws it left side over the outstretched left hand of Jackson Yankee. Just did get a piece on it, but couldn't haul it in. As Gronowski looking for a quick hitter down the left side. Had Jackson open briefly, but couldn't find it. Yeah, he was open early. He just couldn't get that ball pulled out of the play, play fake quick enough to get it to him early and then had to throw it over to that outside left shoulder as the cornerback was closing in. That was definitely the right play call right there, had the one-on-one -on -one coverage on the corner. The field is entirely in shadows on what is a very pleasant and at the moment calm Saturday evening in Brookings. Second and 10, Jackrabbits from the Aggies, 40. Shotgun snap, Gronowski, handoff, Davis. Big hole up the middle, 35, 34, 33. Spinning his way to the 31 and close to the sticks at the 30-yard line. Isaiah Davis for nine and a half. It'll be third down and short, and Jackson Yankee throwing a heck of a block down the field there. Jacks will hustle to the line of scrimmage on third and less than one. Pistol formation, Davis behind Gronowski. Miller a high snap, Gronowski jumped to catch it. Hands off to Davis, who will put his shoulder down to make the yard to gain and then some. He'll move it to the 28, gain of three. That is a first Dakota National Bank first down, serving the people of South Dakota with dependable banking solutions for 150 years. First Dakota, where the locals go. Well, Tyler, twice on third down when they go no huddle, they've come back and run the exact same play, just going to the other side. They did it with Amar Johnson down inside the goal line and did it right here as well after Davis had picked up the eight or nine on the on the first carry they come back no huddle same play to the other side of the field now the Jacks bleed the play clock still in the huddle with ten to snap it they break with seven they'll need to hurry this is the seventh play of the drive three to snap it with two Gronowski will clap his hands they just get it off helmet high fake to Johnson dancing backpedaling flag is down Gronowski rolling to the left he'll run and he'll get out of bounds near the 22 of UC Davis it would be a six-yard gain but that flag thrown in the middle of the offensive line usually indicates an offensive infraction holding, holding. offense number 15 10-yard penalty still first that is Gus Miller, the uh, third-year sophomore center from right here in Brookings, who was flagged for it. The pit bull, as he's referred to by Zach Lujan, must have had a hold of him with his teeth. How many levels of illegal would that be to have a hold of him <laughs> with his teeth? 
So it'll be first and 20 for the Jacks at the 38-yard line. 344 members of the pride of the Dakota's marching band. In fact, they had to add portions of the student section to give them to the pride because of how many members there are this year. That and a packed student section. There are a ton of bodies on the south side of this stadium. Good Jacks, yeah, Jacks on first and 20. From the 38 of the Aggie, shotgun snap, Gronowski. He'll swing it right side, screen. Devin Cole Jr. makes the catch of eights, one man. Gets a great block inside the 30 from Gus Miller, and he's down to the 29-yard line. Devin Cole Jr., the sophomore from Florida, who was a dual-threat quarterback in high school, his first collegiate catch, and it goes for nine yards on the screen with the big fella, Mr. Miller, the pit bull, leading the way. Really like how the Jackrabbits are mixing things up, getting more of their skill players involved. We've seen at least five or six different skill players, hands on the ball, are being targeted on these passes. Devin Cole Jr., an example right there, and as you pointed out, that was a great block by Gus Miller. I thought he'd sprung him to get to the outside and take it to the house. Second and a long 10, trips to the left, one wide to the right. Gronowski in the shotgun, will hand it off to Amar Johnson, starts right, cuts left, cuts back right inside the 30, diving over a man inside the 25, close to the 22-yard line. So close to seven for Amar Johnson, setting up a third down and four for the Jackrabbits. 12-20 to play in the second quarter. 7-0, SDSU leading UC Davis and looking for more. Well, another nice gain off that right side, and I talked about John O'Brien, Colby Christensen earlier. John O'Brien's LinkedIn profile, by the way, Tyler, his quote is, well-versed in operating heavy equipment. Well, he's moving things down there right now without any heavy equipment. Bahi the link to the LinkedIn <laughs> profiles. Third and four, Jaden Yaki motions right to left. Three receivers, two left, one right. Gronowski throws quickly near side Mike Morgan, and Buchanan hit him out of bounds, a little shy of the sticks. Morgan needed the 18. Buchanan hit him out just inside the 19. So it's fourth and less than one for the Jackrabbits. The score, SDSU 7, UC Davis nothing, with 11.45 to play in the second quarter. And even though this is a good yard closer to the sticks than our previous fourth down, there will be no measurement. It's short, we know that, but the Jacks need about two feet here for a first down. They break the huddle on fourth and short. Two receivers both left, double tights to the right. Amar Johnson behind Gronowski. UC Davis with three down linemen. They walk two more to the line. A high snap, but flags and whistles first. Ball start. Offense, number 70, five-yard penalty. It's fourth down. That was a flinch on that right-hand side, a la last week, Iowa City. So five yards, the Jacks go back, and instead of trying to go for it, Hunter Dustman will make an appearance. Dustman, a 40-yard field goal in the second quarter at Iowa last week. He hit from 43 in his only previous collegiate attempt at Southern Illinois in the spring of 21. Again, Michael Drotsman will hold. Jacks late getting an extra body on the field here, and Brady Beck to join the O-line. Drotsman will place it at the 31-yard line. This will be a 41-yard Field goal try for Hunter Dustman. The snap, the spot, the kick on its way. It has the distance and it is good. Hunter Dustman connects from 41 yards to add to the SDSU lead. With 10.53 remaining in the second quarter, it is South Dakota State 10 and UC Davis nothing. Text SDSU to 97063 and be a part of Walmart's three-point play program. 
every Jackrabbit field goal raises money for community health projects like parks, playgrounds, and trails. And it's all thanks to your local health insurance provider, Wellmark Blue Cross and Blue Shield of South Dakota. Your Northland Ford dealers drive summary, 10 plays, 39 yards in five minutes even as the Jackrabbits connect on the 41-yard Dustman field goal. Go further with the fuel-efficient full lineup of Ford cars, trucks, and SUVs. See for yourself at buyfordnow.com or your local Northland Ford dealer. 10.53 to play in our second quarter, South Dakota State 10, UC Davis nothing. This is Jackrabbit football from Learfield. 10.53 remaining in quarter number two. South Dakota State out to a 10-0 lead on UC Davis in the Dairy Drive. And this kickoff presented by Poet. Isn't it about time we got back in rhythm with nature? Poet is a proud leader in the sustainable bioproducts industry. Jackrabbits sporting the brand new white helmets that the former players, the Jackrabbit Former Players Association, purchased for this team. They were unveiled to the squad earlier this week. Ryan Knudsen, Ryan McKnight, Playing a big role in all of that. Jackson white helmets, blue tops, white pants. UC Davis in gold helmets, white tops, and gold pants. Two men to return the Hunter Dustman kick. From left to right it comes. This is a boot with a lot of hang time. Returnable two yards into the end zone. Landlaris into the 10 to the 15, and he's tackled by Jason Freeman, the linebacker, right at the 20-yard line. Freeman, the junior out of Illinois, a transfer from uh, Olivet Nazarene, where he was a two-time NAIA All-American. And he hits down Larison right about the 20-yard line. And with that, we'll take a break. 10.48 remains in our second quarter. Second-ranked South Dakota State 10, UC Davis nothing. This is Jack Rabbit football from Learfield. Welcome back to, to Dana J. Dykehouse Stadium as South Dakota State leads UC Davis 10-0 after Hunter Dustman adds to the Jackrabbits lead as South Dakota State is into double figures for the first time this season. Working for the future of agriculture and those who want to be a part of it. Farm Credit Services of America, agriculture works here. Hey, and if you're a potty, you like to work on the podcasts, you, you should join us. You should su subscribe to the Jackrabbit Sports Network podcast. Hear the latest in SDSU athletics by searching Jackrabbits on your podcast platform. I had no idea where you were going with that. Hastings throws left side and C.J. Hutton had no idea Dyshawn Gales was coming for him. What a hit by Gales in the backfield. He's down for a loss of two. It'll be second down and 12. The fifth year senior out of North Chicago with a big hit in his 21st career start. Eyes in the backfield. He read that pass coming out. Totally shed his blocker out there. Number 17 Justin Kraft and put a hit on Hutton. I guess Gales likes to party as opposed to potty. <laughs> Second down and 12, UC Davis. Hastings in the gun. Fake of a handoff on a jet sweep. Swings it right side to Yolanzo Gilliam, who stiff arms Bach, the linebacker, and he'll pick up a first down, then nimbly get out of bounds along the UC Davis sideline at the 32. That is a 14-yard gain and great misdirection and play design by Dan Hawkins in that UC Davis offense. Well, and I think Gilliam is a little bit underutilized in this offense so far here. He's had some success. He can run the ball well, we know that, but he's a threat coming out of that backfield matched up against a linebacker. And like I said, even against Adam Bach, Gilliam does a great job with great hands, had to go low to get that pass and picked up the first down. He is UC Davis's all-time record holder in all-purpose yardage. First and 10 Aggies from the 32. Hastings lofts it down the left sideline. Lane Larrison wide open to the 40, 30, left sideline, 20, 10, and to the end zone for a UC Davis touchdown. 
Land Larison down the left sideline. A beautiful high arcing ball out of the right hand of Miles Hastings and a 68 yard Aggie touchdown to put UC Davis on the board. Well, Miles Hastings did a little bit of a shoulder dip like he was gonna throw that quick early and caught Dyshawn Gales. He bit on that and it was an out and up and that go for Larison, he was wide open. Land Larison, the sophomore out of Idaho, a freshman All-American twice because of the spring season where the eligibility doubled over. That's his first career touchdown. Isaiah Gomez, the talented kicker, the senior out of Antelope, California, will look to tack on the extra point. He missed a PAT last week. He does not miss this one. And with 9.33 remaining in the second quarter, the Aggies are on the board, SDSU 10, UC Davis 7. The Northland Ford Dealers drive summary, three plays, 80 yards in one minute and 15 seconds. Miles Hastings, the 68-yard bomb to Lan Larison. Go further with the fuel efficient full lineup of Ford cars, trucks, and SUVs. See for yourself at buyfordnow.com or your local Northland Ford dealer. 9.33 to play in the second quarter. SDSU 10, UC Davis 7. Back in a moment, this is Jackrabbit football from Learfield. Welcome back to Dana Jed Eggehouse Stadium as South Dakota State leads UC Davis by a score of 10 to seven as the Aggies strike back quick after South Dakota State jumped up to a 10 nothing lead. Hey, don't forget next Saturday night, SDSU hosts Butler in the 55th Beef Bowl here at Dana Jed Eggehouse Stadium. Festivities include a pre-game barbecue with proceeds going towards scholarships in the animal science department. The SDSU Friends of Beef Industry Award will be presented and a live steer will be auctioned off at halftime. It's a six o'clock kickoff and you can join us. Purchase your seats right now at jackrabbittickets.com. He is Brent Bowen with Scotty Quaz on the field. Now Bahi in the Hefty C broadcast booth. Hefty brand 40 series corn. The first corn seed designed for high performance in soil temps as low as 40 degrees. I'm Tyler Merriam, UC Davis on the board after the 68 yard touchdown pass. 10-7, the Jackrabbits lead the Aggies. 9.33 remaining in the second quarter of play. In all time, this is the ninth meeting, SDSU six, and UC Davis two. The Jacks have won five in a row, including the playoff meeting last November here in Brookings in the opening round. Isaiah Gomez will kick it off from right to left. Two Jackrabbits, Tyler Feldkamp, Omar Johnson, hanging out around the five-yard line of the north side of this facility. The end over end kick with good height will back up Feldkamp to the goal line. He'll catch it ankle high, then dart left to the 10, and he's tripped up just shy of the 17 yard line. Making the stop was Rex Connors, the safety. Let's pause 10 seconds for stations to identify themselves. You're listening to South Dakota State Football. South Dakota State cast in on an interception. Mark Gronowski, a one-yard keeper to take a 7-0 lead. Hunter Dustman added to it with a 40-yard field goal, but UC Davis responds with a 68-yard touchdown pass from Miles Hastings to Land Larison. And that's where we stand. 10-7 SDSU leads UC Davis, 9.28 to play second quarter. Mark Gronowski out of the shotgun, hands to Isaiah Davis, running left to the 15. He'll lower his right shoulder, bang into a defender, spin across the 20 to the 21-yard line. Isaiah Davis gained seven on the first snap of the series. 23 yards on eight carries for Davis so far tonight. 
Well, the other thing that uh, UC Davis defensively really hasn't shown a lot of different looks. They're playing a pretty straight up four-man defensive line. They haven't shown a lot of stunts or blitzes unless it's been an obvious passing situation. I think they feel pretty comfortable in knowing what the Jackrabbit offense is going to do, and so they're just going straight up four-man rush. Gronowski with two wides right, one left. Hines up back right, high snap again. Gronowski caught it, hands to Davis, who runs into a man of the 23, tried to lean over the top of the ankle tackle and still pick up the first down, and he is close to it at the 24. In fact, they're going to say he got the first down. Nick Eaton, a 221-pound junior out of Rockland, California, brought him down, but when he did, Davis was able to almost lean onto his back forward and still pick up the first down. That, by the way, a first Dakota National Bank first down. 8.25, second quarter. 10-7, SDSU out in front of UC Davis. The new white helmets over new blue tops and white pants. The Jacks from left to right they go. Mark Gronowski overlooks the four-man front. Fakes to Davis, looking, pump fake. Now throws a C to the left sideline. Jumping catch made by Jackson Yonke. A shoot out of bounds by the corner, Devin King, right at the 39-yard line of South Dakota State. A first Dakota first down and a pickup of 15 yards. Great job of pass protection, giving him the time for the receiver to run the route and allow Gronowski to put that on the money. Quick snap, Gronowski swings it right side, Landon Wolf, who tried to juke a man, but Jaden Yaki could not stop Kavir Baines, the uh, safety, who was able to beat Yaki and then bring down Wolf at the 39-yard line, the line of scrimmage for no gain. If somehow Wolf can get past that, he had some yards to get, but Baines did a great job of beating Yaki one-on-one. He did, and I think when Wolf sees that on the, on the film later this week, he's gonna say, I should have kept going to the outside. Because Yaki had the defender sealed off to the inside. He tried to cut it up thinking the Yankee was going to get that block executed, but a great defensive play. Second and 10, Jacks, early movement and flags. Wheelie Sony Amoni, the junior defensive lineman, came across the line. Then two Jackrabbit offensive linemen moved to force the flag. And we'll confirm this is on UC Davis. Our referee, Aaron Adams. Offside, defense, number 97, in the neutral zone, causing a reaction by the offense. Five-yard penalty, it's first down. I was going to say, that was a smart play by Mason McCormick because it was a little bit delayed reaction by the offense. But, yes, once the defensive lineman came across, he's like, ooh, if I move, it's going to be on him because he came across. Otherwise, he could have gotten back before the snap. So, Nimone, great play by McCormick. And Amoni uh, penalized himself by checking out for the play. So second down and five now for the Jacks from their own 44. Snap back Gronowski, fake of a handoff, dropping to throw, looking, looking with time, and he'll simply throw it over Jaden Yonke's head out of bounds onto the far sideline. Now it should be third down. The down marker says it will be second, but they are confirming that on the field. It should be third down and five for the Jackrabbits. 7.03 to play in our second quarter, and South Dakota State with a 10-7 lead on UC Davis. Again, nice pass protection by it that offensive third line. And good good coverage in the secondary. He was looking for Jackson Yonke deep down the middle of the field and then checked down. But again, the linebacker coverage was there on Isaiah Davis out in that left flat. So Aaron Adams making sure everyone knows it's third down. Jacks from their own 44 need five. Davis to the left of Gronowski. Four wides, two left, two right. Davis blitzing four. Pass to the right side. Numbers and in traffic, a leaping grab by Zach Hines to the 43 of UC Davis. That's 13 yards and a first Dakota first down. Anything but easy for the Sioux Falls native and business economics major. Good route to find the seam in the zone and 
Gronowski put it right there. Some of the best hands on the team in number 87 jerseys. From the Aggie 43, hand to Davis, starts right, cuts back left, and slithering his way to the 35 of the Aggies for a gain of close to eight, Isaiah Davis. That is 34 yards on 10 carries for the All-American out of Joplin, Missouri. You start to feel some of the momentum building for this Jackrabbit offense as they bring in a new offensive package here with Morgan, Canyon Bauer, Devin Cole Jr. all checking in. Let's see what kind of a play call they've got. Still have Davis in the backfield. Eighth play of this drive that started back at its own 14 for SDSU. 6.07 second quarter, Jack's a 10-7 lead. Morgan will motion from right to left. Hines tight right. Davis behind Gronowski. He'll take the handoff running behind Morgan, and he'll pick up the first down and more. Running through an ankle tackle to the 25-yard line. 11 yards and a first Dakota first down for Isaiah Davis. And the whole time this offense sustaining a drive, giving him confidence. That defense gets a uh, much-needed rest. Well, and this is the Isaiah Davis that Jackrabbit fans like to see where he's starting to deliver some of the blows and punishing the defender when he gets the run. He's just hitting the hole hard as he did off that right side for a big gain. Four of the Jacks' eight first downs in the game coming on this drive. 5.30 left in the second quarter, a 10-7 SDSU lead. Hand to Davis, nearly hitting the backfield. Somehow he was able to juke one man and then run into a pile of three Aggies and yet not lose any yardage. He actually might have gained a foot. It'll be second down and 10, but that was remarkable. That easily could have been a loss of two or three yards for Isaiah Davis on the carry. As we come up on the five-minute mark of the second quarter, South Dakota State ranked second in the FCS. That's 7-3 loss at Iowa last week against a UC Davis team that started last year 8-1 but lost its last three, receiving votes in both polls. Two wides left for Gronowski from the 25 of the Aggies. High snap, Gronowski catches with two hands above his head, backpedaling, evades pressure, stops. He'll throw it deep down the right sideline for Hines, and the pass is incomplete, and we have a flag in the end zone. Multiple, in fact, as Hines was tied up with George Moreno, the senior out of Reno, Nevada. And Gronowski was 13 yards behind the line of scrimmage when he threw that pass into the end zone. Hines almost backpedaling along the near sideline, tried to lunge backward for the football and apparently was held by Moreno. Pass interference, defense, number 11, the 15 yard penalty from the previous spot, automatic first down. So the Aggies brought a corner blitz that time off the left edge, and it was a great pickup by Amar Johnson to keep him off of Gronowski. In fact, ended up pile driving him into the ground, which allowed Gronowski to roll out to the right and get that throw deep downfield, where Hines had a chance to get it, but yeah, he was getting mugged in the end zone. And Hines certainly had a mismatch there, and a defender caught himself in a bad spot. 4.37 to play in our second quarter. Jack's first and goal at the UC Davis 9. Isaiah Davis behind Mark Gronowski, letter high snap, hand to Davis, looking for him off the right side, cuts back inside the six near the five-yard line. Chuba Maeve lost his helmet, so play will stop. It'll be second down and goal. Six rushes, 32 yards on this drive for Isaiah Davis. A successful season demands a powerhouse team with a can-do attitude. Case IH takes the field and wins with tractors, combines, hay tools, and more. Unlock your special offer at caseih.com slash jackrabbits. SDSU, what a methodical drive this has been. 10 plays, 81 yards. It's taken over five minutes. 
Second and goal just inside the five. Davis on the right hip of Gronowski. Three receivers in the set. Fake of a toss sweep. Gronowski keeps, runs into his own man, but he will not go down until he hits the checkerboard. Touch down, Jackrabbits. I think the only man that touched him inside the field of play was his own offensive lineman. <laughs> Gronowski ran into the back of a man and kept on going. As a matter of fact, it wasn't an old lineman. It was Jaden Yonke, one of the wide receivers. But that's Mark Gronowski. It is. He's a tough-nosed competitor. He doesn't back down from anybody. You mentioned it last week. He's put on, what, 20 pounds, and it was all muscle that he's put on since the last time he played quarterback in May of 2021. He is one of the toughest kids you'll find pound for pound on this Jackrabbit ball club. Jaden Mueller snaps to Michael Drotsman, who puts it down for Hunter Dustman. The PAT is up, and it is good. And what a drive by the yellow and blue. The Jackrabbit touchdown, a five-yard Mark Gronowski run, powered by Prostralo Auto Mall in Madison. Score your next vehicle at prostraloautomall.com. And your Northland Ford Dealers drive summary, 11 plays. 86 yards in five minutes and 20 seconds. Go further with the fuel-efficient full lineup of Ford cars, trucks, and SUVs. See for yourself at buyfordnow.com or your local Northland Ford dealer. 4.08 to play, quarter two, SDSU 17, UC Davis 7. You're listening to Jackrabbit Football from Learfield. Welcome back to Dana J. Dykehouse Stadium, South Dakota State, with a nice 11-play, 86-yard drive that took just over five minutes. Mark Kronowski with his second touchdown run of the night as SDSU leads UC Davis by a score of 17-7 with four minutes to go here in quarter number two. Wherever you compete, winning has roots. Perform at your best with the Calp. He is Brent Bowen, the newest member of our Jackrabbit Sports Network team. With Scotty Quaz on the field, Al Bahi in the Hefty C broadcast booth. I'm Tyler Merriam, 4.08 till intermission. South Dakota State 17, UC Davis 7. We do want to remind you coming up at halftime, Brent will give you a recap of this first half, all the big plays. In addition to that, he'll check the scores throughout the Missouri Valley Football Conference. A couple of games we've really been keeping an eye on here today. In addition to that, uh, Scotty will talk to the head coach of the Yellow and Blue, John Stigelmeyer, and we'll have a complete detail of your first half stats. That's all coming up in our Hogemeyer Hybrids Halftime Report. Well, Hunter Dustman waiting for the go-ahead so we can boot the ball from left to right. This kickoff presented by Poet. Isn't it about time? We got back in rhythm with nature. Poet is a proud leader in the sustainable bioproducts industry. South Dakota State, a 17-7 lead on UC Davis. The Jacks will be home next week to take on Butler. Butler, a non-scholarship team that has played one NAIA team and won a close game last week. It's playing another today, and then Butler will be here next weekend. And the Jacks open up league play in two weeks at Missouri State. And if the Jacks win this one and take care of business next week, that's a top five matchup in Springfield to open up league play. Boy and how. Dustman from left to right lets it fly. Land Larison signals for a fair catch and makes it. Belt high, one yard into the end zone, so it'll be a touchback. And UC Davis with 4.08 till intermission will scrimmage from its own 25-yard line. Miles Hastings, 7 of 11 tonight for 104 yards, but Al, the UC Davis rushing game, only 17 yards on seven attempts. Yeah, that's that front line of the Jackrabbit defense that's really stuffing the run and then 
Hastings throwing the ball, missed his first three, but then he's hit seven of his last eight. So he's actually thrown the ball a little bit better. Remember, he had a couple of the drops early on, but he's, he's kind of found a little bit of rhythm passing the ball, but he has to because they don't have a run game right now. And keep in mind, the Jacks are down five defensive starters from last week's game at Iowa. Yulonzo Gilliam, the All-American running back, takes the handoff running left, and he gets eaten up after a minimal gain by the safety Colby Herter. I tell you what, the Katy, Texas native, who had five tackles in two playoff games last fall, has really impressed me with his aggressiveness downhill from the secondary. He had 212 tackles his last two years of high school. He was All-Texas each of those years. Well, Caleb Sanders came across first and made contact. Cade Trevere turned him up into the tackle after just a short gain. A gain of not quite two, third tackle of the opening half for Herter, making his first collegiate start. 3.30 in the second quarter, 17-7 SDSU. Aggies a second and eight. Hastings out of the gun, three receivers tight right, one wide left. Hastings knee high snap, drops to throw, swings it right side to Gilliam, has some room across the 30, and he gets hit down by McGoy, along with Van Morrow, the defensive tackle at the 33, a gain of close to seven, and it's third and short for the Aggies, who again will not huddle as they look to the far sideline on third and short. Well executed swing pass. The big guys up front on that right side for the Aggies got out there, hat on hat. They created that bubble and some space for Gilliam. And that's exactly what the UC Davis offense wants to do with him is get him the ball in space and let him do what he does. Aggies are one out of four on third downs tonight. Third and two, two receivers left, tight end either side. Hastings overlooks a four-man jackrabbit front. He'll hand it off up the middle, land Larison, and we'll have to see. Larison needed the 35. McGoy hit him back along with Herter, and also in there was Large right at the 35. So we'll have to wait and see. And the officials say first down. You know, when you're five feet short, you need a measurement. But when you're inches past it, yeah, you got it. You got it. Where's Red Cashin? Fustaff. <laughs> 223 to play in the second quarter. SDSU 17. UC Davis 7. The Aggies, a sugar huddle. Now they run to the line. They send an extra man in. Some confusion. Chas Davis came in. Then he started to go out. Then he comes back in. And so the Jacks have time to sub in a new man. Clock running down to the two-minute mark. And finally, a timeout called by UC Davis. Charge timeout, UC Davis. This is their first of the half. It's a 30-second timeout. The Aggies had so much confusion, and because they were subbing somebody on, the officials have to give the Jackrabbits time to sub someone. That meant the play clock was running down, and no choice for Coach Hawkins but take a T.O. Yeah, I thought I was going to have to take back my guarantee that we wouldn't see a delay a game penalty on UC Davis. They had that play clock down to one, but that's exactly the reason. The confusion, the substitution, and then having to allow SDSU time to get their subs in as well. Should note this. UC Davis, three penalties a week ago at Cal. They had had five or fewer penalties in each of their last five games. They've been flagged four times already for 45 yards in this opening half. 2.03 remains in the half. It's 17-7 South Dakota State on a simply beautiful Saturday night in the Palace on the Prairie that is Dana J. Dykal Stadium. UC Davis a first and 10 from its own 35. Hand off to Land Larison, and he'll get stood up after a four-yard gain, spinning his way to the 39. Combination of Grant Spalding, a linebacker, and Herter again coming up from his safety spot. Second and six, Aggies nose of the football on their own 39 as they go from right to left. 
Jared DePriest, a late sub here for SDSU. As Van Marl will take a breather. Aggies, two wides right, one left. Gilliam motions out of the backfield. Jacks rush four. Hastings dances around in the pocket, throws to the right flat to Gilliam, and the Jacks, what ball hawks there to go get Gilliam for a loss of two. McGoy was first on the scene. Bach was there as well. It's the loss of the couple. Number 53, it's a 15-yard penalty and an automatic first down. But Caden Johnson roughed the quarterback. You heard the end of that call. Johnson bumped into Hastings, and as Hastings was backpedaling, did a full two-hand shove well after the throw had already been made. There was no need for that. And then Hastings sold it to his credit to make sure the 15-yard infraction was indeed called. But that's smart by Hastings. Absolutely it is. You're going to take advantage of that every time to make that look worse than it really was. But at the same time, Johnson needs to pull back. He doesn't need to extend the arms and make the push and even put that situation into play. And it ruined a great defensive play. Yes. Jacks were all over that. So a first down by penalty for UC Davis. It's fifth of the ninth. 126 to play in the half from the Jacks 46. Handoff up the middle. Gilliam spins through a tackle and dives through Graham Spaulding's tackle to the 40-yard line. Six-yard gain. Clock running. UC Davis two timeouts. 115 till halftime. Jackrabbits 17 and the UC Davis Aggies 7. You oh. see Davis, two receivers to the left. Gilliam showing a little bit of why he's a two-time All-American with that spin move up front. He gets going north to south, south to north in this case. Hastings takes the helmet eye snap, fakes the handoff, throws behind the line to Larrison, who will throw it down the left sideline into double coverage and incomplete. That ball was thrown backwards to Larrison, which means he can throw it forward, and he did. The Jacks, though, had double coverage on the big tight end, Castle, and that's a great job by SDSU to not be fooled on one of those great trick plays Davis likes to run. They Defensive ran out of discipline. Sorry, Scotty, go yeah, ahead. They just ran out of real estate there, too. He threw it kind of behind the receiver and ran it too close to the sideline. UC Davis on third down and close to five. They need to reach inside the 36, the ball right at the 40. Hastings with five receivers in the set. Two of them are tight ends. Takes the letter high snap. Fires a bullet left side of the magic man, Trent Tompkins, who makes the catch and dives for a first down to the 32-yard line. Dante Johnson, the freshman backup safety, making his first collegiate appearance, brings him down after an eight-yard gain. 42 seconds, clock is running here. UC Davis opting not to use its two timeouts. Tompkins slow to get off. He's slow after he getting hit uh, from behind on that play. Jack's late to get a sub in, too. They have 12 men on the field. This should be a free play. Hastings rolling out to the right, looking, looking, throws down the right sideline. The pass is intercepted. It was Malik Lofton who picked it off. But there's a flag again. The Jacks, I don't think, got that extra man off the field. This should be 12 men on the Jacks. And the interception, null and void. Yep, that flag well, came in from the near sideline just it, as the ball was snapped. And Tompkins took forever in getting off the field, so the Jacks maybe had the clock kind of get uh, started on that substitution. John Stiglmeyer is arguing he's holding his arms out with his fists on either side, which is the normal indication by the officials that the other team, the defense, has a chance to match the substitution. That's what he's arguing, is that the Jacks should yep. have had a chance to match that sub, and they were not permitted that opportunity. The minute Tompkins... Substitution infraction, defense, had 12 on the field, it's a five-yard penalty. 
still second down. Go ahead, Scotty. Tompkins hadn't cleared the field, down. and they were starting that clock on how long they let the Jackrabbits sub. So I don't. I, I think they maybe thought Tompkins was still just going to a wideout position and really wasn't coming off the field because this sub that came in for him just went to the wide side of the field. Aaron Adams' whistle works, by the way. <laughs> 23 seconds left from the 26 of the Jacks. Hastings buried as he throws a pass over the middle and then a huge hit by Tucker Large to deflect the ball away from C.J. Hutton, the intended receiver. My goodness, the Jackrabbits were ears up defensively on both Hastings' pass. It was Bach who leveled him, and then what a great play in the secondary as well. Yeah, both ends of that play. The all-out blitz coming up the middle puts a pretty good shot on Hastings, and as you said, Large stepped up and made a great hit, timed it well to knock that ball away. Ninth play of the UC Davis drive. 18 seconds left in the half. SDSU a 17-7 lead. Aggies from the Jacks, 27. Swing pass right side, Gilliam, right numbers 25, and he is brought down on an ankle tackle by Tucker Large, sweeping with his right arm to the 22-yard line, close to the sticks, and the clock is stopped. UC Davis, that's their second. It'll be a 30-second timeout. All right, so UC Davis calls it second timeout with 11 seconds remaining. It was enough for a first down to the Jackrabbit 22-yard line. If you're wondering about Isaiah Gomez, he is 23 of 31 for his career. He missed a 52-yarder in his only field goal try last week at Cal, but he certainly has plenty of leg for a kick inside of 40, which is what this would be right now. In fact, he's out on the far side, going through the motions, kicking at a uh, imaginary football around the 35-yard line. UC Davis has one timeout and 11 seconds remaining. Jack 17, UC Davis 7. UC Davis won the toss and it deferred. It'll be Aggie football to start the second half. Want to keep that rattling around in the back of your brain as well. Out of the timeout, Aggies with four wides, two left and two to the right. Jacks will have four down linemen. Gilliam on Hastings' left hip. Shotgun letter, high snap, deep drop. Hastings looking, rolling right, throws to the right sideline, and a catch was made in bounds. Great footwork by Lan Larison. He's out of bounds at the 18. Four-yard gain. There are six seconds remaining. Aggies do have a timeout. They could, in theory, try to run a quick play and call timeout, but Dan Hawkins, the veteran coach, says, no, let's not gamble. We'll go for the points, and here comes Isaiah Gomez. You're convinced it's going to be a kick and not a trick play? Anything's possible. <laughs> They'll put the ball down on the 26 on the right hash, so kicking towards the north end zone. This will be a 36-yard try for the senior Isaiah Gomez, and John Stiglmeyer with timeouts to use will use Charge it. timeout, South Dakota State. It's their first of the half. It's going to be 30 seconds in length. Gomez sixth in the nation in field goals made per game a year ago. Young man who wants to, after football, work in a rehab clinic for amputees. He's destined for greatness in his professional career. And right now he's dancing around and enjoying the music as he gets ready to try this field goal at the end of the half. Thus far, a 10-play, 57-yard, four-minute and two-second march from right to left or south to north here at Dana J. Dykow Stadium. Henry Reich, the punter, is also the holder. And Tony Villarreal, the freshman from Laguna Hills, is the snapper. 
Here we go, off the right hash. 36-yard try coming, not yet. John Stigelmeyer calls timeout again. Sharks timeout. South Dakota State, this is their second of the half. It'll be 30 seconds in length. UC Davis went ahead and snapped the football after the timeout was granted, and Gomez banged it through. And just taking some practice swings here. They've been deliberate about making that attempt both times. Now the Jacks still have one timeout remaining. So we're approaching one of the most anticipated field goal attempts in the history of South Dakota State football. Six seconds remaining in the first half. South Dakota State 17, UC Davis 7. And again, the Aggies will receive the opening kickoff of the second half. So if the Aggies can knock this through with Gomez's right leg, it's a one-score game, and they'll have the ball to open the third. All right, the Jacks have one more timeout. Let's see if they use it or not. Reich will hold. 36-yard field goal try. Good snap, good placement. Gomez's kick is en route, and it is good. Isaiah Gomez connects with one second remaining in the second quarter. A 36-yard field goal. And the Northland Four Dealers drive summary, 10 plays, 57 yards in four minutes and seven seconds. Go further with the fuel-efficient full lineup of Ford cars, trucks, and SUVs. You can see for yourself at buyfordnow.com or your local Northland Ford dealer. Well, we know a lot can happen in one second. 17-10, South Dakota State leads UC Davis here in the second quarter of the Dairy Drive. Well, Tyler, the unfortunate thing about those three points is it would have been a lot more difficult without that roughing the passer penalty. I think that was critical. If they'd have been able to avoid that and not give it in that automatic first down because they had that play stopped, had them shut down, made it a third and long, I don't think they go down and get those three points on the board. That's a great point, Al, no question about that. And so here's Gomez running out of the field for UC Davis to tee up the football. Jacks have Feldkamp and Johnson deep. So we'll see if UC Davis kicks it up into the air or not. If the Jacks do call for a fair catch, no time runs off the clock, and they would have a snap offensively. Packed student section tonight. Pride of the Dakotas marching band huddled up in the southeast corner to perform at halftime as Gomez approaches the oblong spheroid and shoots a line drive one-hop kick, which is juggled, picked up, and ran up the middle across the 30 to the 35 and out close to the 39-yard line by Mike Morgan. That'll bring us to halftime. On the Dakota Bank scoreboard, after 30 minutes in the Dairy Drive, it is South Dakota State 17, UC Davis 10. Our Hogemeyer Hybrids halftime report is coming up in just a moment. This is Jackrabbit Football from Learfield. Halftime, the sun is set, the lights have taken effect here at Dato J. Dykal Stadium. What a beautiful Saturday on the eastern side of the Mount Rushmore State. South Dakota State 17, UC Davis 10 as we approach our second half. The Jackrabbits are coming out of their locker room located inside the Dykal Student Athlete Center in the shadow of the Sanford Jackrabbit Athletic Complex on the north end of this beautiful facility. The head coach of the Jackrabbits, John Stigelmeyer, in the blue visor with the black zip-up vest over the top of the white polo shirt is making his way to Scotty Quaz. Here are his first half thoughts. John, offensively got to be really pleased. Time of possession, 18 to their seven minutes. Uh, are you feeling like you're getting the plays that you want and uh, get, getting some sustained drives? Yeah, yeah, I, I feel good about it. I wish, you know, we've jumped off sides too many times the last two games in crucial situations. 
So we got to calm down. They're screaming on the D-line, and we're, we're, we're responding to their noise. Still room for improvement there, but defensively then too, DB's doing a great job of denying that attack downfield, and you're holding Gilliam pretty much in check. Other than the one big play, your defense has done outstanding again. It's, it's one play and the, and the and touchdown, and then it's a, a not a great call and roughing the quarterback. Uh, or it's a, it might be a whole different game, but we're a good football team. We'll come on play hard. All right, guys, uh, pleased with it. Just those narrow margins of error make it a 17 to 10 football game. Yeah, it is interesting, Al. I mean, you look, you feel like SDSU has been the better team so far, and yet UC Davis down seven will get the football to start the second half. And we talked about similar things to what Stick said, the one big play and then that very costly penalty that gave UC Davis the opportunity and good teams take advantage of those opportunities. That's exactly right. Those are the three key points that Coach Stig talked about pregame. Stop the big play. They gave up the 68-yard touchdown. Wanted to control the line, control the tempo. They've done that. I think on both sides of the football, it was one of the coordinators last year. I love this quote. We want to play this game and dominate six seconds at a time. And so defensively, that's what they've done other than the one play. And then he also said, we need to get hang time on punts and cover. Well, the good news is they've only punted once in that first half. So if they can eliminate some of those penalties, they're in a good spot here as we get ready to start the second half. Offensively, the Jacks are also spreading the ball around. Gronowski has hit seven different players with at least one reception and running the ball. He, along with Isaiah Davis and Amar Johnson, are finding success running behind the right-hand side of that line. That's where they uh, made that nice drive down there late in the second quarter to get into the end zone for the second time this tonight. Uh, meanwhile, for UC Davis, Miles Hastings missed on his first three pass attempts. The third attempt was the interception by Dayton McGoy. But since then, he's gone 11 of 13 for 127 yards in the touchdown. So uh, definitely has made up for throwing that pick early. Gilliam out of the backfield is the leading receiver. He's been targeted four times, has all four catches for 35 yards. The Jackrabbit defense needs to figure out a way to contain him in the flat and not allow him to get outside. Tompkins, that's one of the players that Coach Stig was concerned about coming into this game. Only two touches, one rush, one pass reception in that first half. He's only picked up 12 yards of total offense. Before we get to our second half, we remind you our next broadcast of Jackrabbit football next Saturday. SDSU welcoming Butler into town in the Beef Bowl. Kickoff will be at 6 p.m. Our coverage starts at 4 o'clock throughout the Jackrabbit Sports Network. And again, tickets available at jackrabbittickets.com or download the Jackrabbit app and join us for the Beef Bowl here at Dana J. Dykehouse Stadium. Next Saturday, kickoff at 6 in our radio coverage with Brent Bowen, Scotty Quaz, myself, and the much-anticipated return of Alex Parker. No knock on you, Mr. Bob. None taken. But uh, the former Jackrabbit offensive lineman will be back with us. What we do know is every Saturday, somebody whose first name starts with A-L will be up in the booth with us. Whether it's Al, Bahi, Alex Parker, one of them will be alongside. But we're delighted to have both of you. And Al, you'll be helping us out with some Jackrabbit men's basketball this uh, winter as well. Well, looking forward to that opportunity. Of course, uh, that resides a little bit on uh, the playoff push here by the Jackrabbits. But looking forward to the winter season as well for both the men's and women's basketball programs. And of course, Brad and Scotty will have all the women's basketball coverage as well. Should be an exciting winter of Jackrabbit basketball throughout our sports network as well. 
All right, third quarter about to begin, and there is not a hint of a breeze right now at Dana J. Dykal Stadium. It's gorgeous as the sun is set. Lights have taken effect, and it's Hunter Dustman to kick the football away from left to right. Our third quarter begins with the kick bouncing at the two, and then it skips into the end zone. Just did stay in bounds along the far side. Touchback, and the second half about to begin. Scotty, what exactly is the feel on that uh, west sideline? A nice little cool breeze from time to time, but like you said, not enough to really even move the flag down here. Skies are clear, 64 is our temp. Kind of a beautiful uh, hint of fall in the air. It's too early to have a hint of fall on September 10th. Isn't hey, it? there's a pumpkin spice latte all over this town already. Hey, you. It's never too early for pumpkin spice latte. That has nothing to do the with apple it. Apple cider by the gallon at the store I saw the other day. I'm like stocking up. We begin the third quarter with UC Davis and its sparkling gold helmets under the lights, white tops, and gold pants. Miles Hastings, the quarterback, audibleizing at the line of scrimmage. He has two to snap it. With one, can he get it off? It's zero on the play clock, and he didn't. And UC Davis, with a delay a game, no. Out. UC Davis should be a 30-second timeout. You know, you often say it's not a good sign to call for a timeout before the opening snap of a drive. I don't know if I've ever seen a timeout with no time off the clock after a halftime. I, I was going to say, coming out the first play of the third quarter, there's no excuse for that. You know you're going to get the ball. You know you've got your offensive unit on the field. If they're not ready to be out there, I don't understand what the confusion was with why they weren't able to come out and get that snap. Great for the Jackrabbits. Let them burn a timeout. Well, it looked like Hastings saw something and then tried to change the play, and in doing so, didn't realize how low the clock was. So it seemed it wasn't so much confusion on where to line up as it was Hastings tried to force a change. So hold on a second. Let me overthink the situation. <laughs> Two wides to either side. Four down linemen for the Jacks. Tompkins now motions as a wide out to the right. Shotgun snap, Hastings play fake. He'll throw it deep, left sideline for the tight end, Castles, and the ball is knocked away by Dyshawn Gales. You got Gales, who is not even six feet tall, Castles, who is 6'5". Gales has given up 45 pounds and a half a foot, and he battled Castles step for step and knocked the ball away. Well, no question that was the one-on-one -on -one matchup that they want to exploit because you've got the much bigger Castle down there. Dyshawn running for him step for step, great inside position, turned around and got that ball knocked away. So UC Davis, a second and 10 from its own 25. Three wides right, one left. Clap of the hands, Hastings. Hand off Gilliam, and he is hit down by Adam Bach, shy of the line of scrimmage. Bach shot the gap, and the Buck Buchanan watch linebacker makes the play for a loss of one. It'll be third and 11. I mentioned it in the first half. When they see that handoff go to Gilliam, he's not going to pitch it back to anybody else. That's not what he does. They're giving him the football to run it. And so when they see that, Bach can shoot the gap, get in there, blow him up in the backfield, and the rest of the defenders also know that they can swarm to the football. Gilliam, five carries, eight yards for the All-American. Empty set on third and 11. Jacks rush three. Screen. Tompkins juggles and drops it, and it probably saved him a huge hit from Bach. Quinton Hicks read the screen and was also bearing down on Tompkins. So UC Davis tries to set the screen. Can't do it. That was an awful drive beginning with the timeout. Three plays, a one-yard loss. They use a timeout, and now they have to punt. A nice momentum boost, though, for the Jackrabbits. Coming out with that defensive stand, you get the three and out. They get the football back. Should have decent field position as they've got Feldkamp back at the 30 to receive the punt. 
Henry Reich, the left-footed kicker, just does get away a punt. Tyler Feldkamp says back away, not going to return this one. It trickles inside the 35, inside the 30. Took a great UC Davis roll, and it'll come to a stop right on the 20-yard line. It's a 56-yard punt with about 25 yards of roll. That's what I need in my golf game. <laughs> Thought for a minute that Tory Taylor was wearing white jersey number oh, three. Don't even start. <laughs> Nightmares all week about that. 14.01 to play in the third quarter. South Dakota State a 17-10 lead. And the Jacks on their last two drives of the opening half, 21 plays, 125 yards, and 10 points. And the Jacks in the brand-new white helmets with the angry Jackrabbit, if you will, on either side of it. Blue tops with the white numbers and white pants. Mark Gronowski, Amar Johnson behind him. Mike Morgan up back to the right. Tight end left, Hines, receiver either side. Hand to Johnson, running right through a hole 25, and he just does get tripped up, falling forward to the 30-yard line. A gain of close to 10. He'll be just shy of the sticks. Second and short, Amar Johnson, six carries, 35 yards. He's looked good tonight. Yeah, I really like how fast he hits the hole. He gets that handoff, and he's basically going full speed when he gets there. Right side of that offensive line, again, I've talked about Christensen and O'Brien doing a great job along with Gus Miller helping out, getting the holes opened up. And you know Johnson's not a big guy. He doesn't need a big hole to shoot through. If Colby Christensen, the West Des Moines, Iowa native, starting for the injured Bo Donald at right tackle, John O'Brien moved it into right guard. Handoff up the middle, Johnson. He'll cross the 32 to the 33-yard line, four-yard gain, and a first Dakota National Bank first down. Worth repeating, Tucker Craft unavailable today with an injury suffered at Iowa. Bo Donald suffered an injury in practice this week. The starting right guard a week ago is out. So a right tackle, I should say, John O'Brien moving around, and then Christensen slides in as well. So the Jacks shifting around two men on that to offensive line. So again, they'll come out now with Christensen, the right tackle, the right guard, O'Brien, the center is Miller, the left guard, McCormick, the left tackle, Greenfield, the last two, both All-Americans. Jacks first and 10 from their own 33. Play fake, Gronowski dropping to throw. Wobbly ball as he was hit. Diving and intercepting it was Rex Connors, who had an unbelievable first half, leading everyone with 12 tackles, and he makes the diving interception at the 44-yard line of UC Davis. Gronowski might have had his arm hit as he threw that ball, and Connors dives and picks it off. Second time today, Gronowski has been intercepted. And I think that was the result of Cam Trimble coming yep. in from that left side, got the yep. hit on Gronowski made the contact and affected the throw. Trimble reached out with his right hand and got the right to almost the shoulder just underneath it near the bicep of Gronowski and affected that throw. Gronowski had three interceptions all of the spring of 21. He's been picked off twice today. UC Davis from its own 45, 12-34 third quarter, trailing 17-10. Gilliam running left, broke one tackle, but is there any surprise Adam Bach was waiting on him? It's a one-yard gain to his own 46. That's seven tackles for Adam Bach already in this game. Bach has 20 on the year and 223 in his career. He's on pace to be the all-time record holder. Greg Osmondson, Christian Rosaboom, look out. Second and nine jacks, 12 minutes left, third quarter. Great atmosphere for the home opener tonight in the Dairy Drive at Dana J. Dykow Stadium. 
Hastings claps his hands, hands it off to Laris under the jet sweep from right to left. Jumps over one tackler, then Dyshawn Gales brings him down around the ankles with help from the junior linebacker Jason Freeman at the 49. So a three yard gain, it'll be third down and six for UC Davis, just shy of midfield. Aggies on third downs tonight, three out of seven. Three wides all to the right. The tight end, Blake Thorpe to the left, and Gilliam, the All-American, on the left of the quarterback, Miles Hastings. Jacks only rush three. Hastings rolling out to the right side. Now Hicks bears down on him. Pass over the middle, incomplete. Freeman and Bach both were there to collide with Thorpe, the tight end, who had the ball in his grasp but could not secure it. Two yards beyond the line to gain. That would have been a first down. Hastings did a great job to put it on the money, but it's an incomplete pass. Well, even with the three-man rush, they had pressure and forced Hastings out of the pocket to roll to his right, and then he's thrown back across the field, which is a tough throw to make. Start of the second half, Hastings has missed on his first three pass attempts. Henry Reich, the left-footed punter, junior out of California, stands at his own 35. Tyler Feldkamp at his own 15 for the Jacks. Reich got a good end-over-end kick here with a lot of height, and Feldkamp in traffic calls for a fair catch and makes it just across his own 15-yard line, a 36-yard punt. And with that, we step aside, 11.06 remaining in our third quarter of play at the Dairy Drive. It's South Dakota State 17, UC Davis 10, and you're listening to Jackrabbit football from Learfield. Welcome back to, to Dana J. Dykow Stadium as South Dakota State leads UC Davis by a score of 17 to 10. Valley Queen Cheese has a long tradition of teaming with SDSU through its financial support of the Dairy Science Program. Valley Queen's 340 employees salute the folks that continue to make the dairy industry an important part of South Dakota's future. 11.06 left to go here in the third quarter, but before we go back to action, let's pause 10 seconds so stations can identify themselves. This is South Dakota State Football. Scotty Quaz on the field with Al Bahi and Brent Bowen. I'm Tyler Merriam in the Hefty C broadcast booth. Hefty brand 40 series corn, the first corn seed designed for high performance and soil temps as low as 40 degrees. Jackrabbits a seven point lead on the Aggies. It is anything but a comfortable lead at the moment. SDSU trying to pick up its first win of the young season with Butler coming in next week before a potential top five showdown with Missouri State to open up conference play at the end of September looms in Springfield. Mark Gronowski, 9 of 15 for 74 yards today. The quarterback with two receivers wide left. Takes a helmet eye shotgun snap, gives to Davis up the middle 20, spinning his way to the 22-yard line. Isaiah Davis for seven. The junior out of Joplin, Missouri, 56 yards on 14 carries. And the Jacks not messing around. They will not huddle, now they will. They ran to the line, ready to snap the ball, and then decided they didn't like the look, and they do indeed recede to a traditional huddle. Previous play, nice kick out block on the pole from Mason McCormick, coming from the left guard position. Created that space up the middle for Isaiah Davis. So on second down and three, two receivers left, two tights to the left. 
Shotgun snap, Gronowski, handoff, Davis trying to run right, breaks a tackle, turns the corner, 25-26, first down to the 27. Connors, the safety with the interception on the last drive, rears his head yet again, that's 13 tackles on the night, but Davis picks up five, he'll move the chains, that's a first Dakota, first down. Aggies with defensive pursuit, the Jackrabbit fans, of course, every time Davis bounces one to the outside, remember the run down in uh, Frisco. Looking for him to get that bounce to the outside, put a stiff arm on somebody and take it for a big game. The Missouri Gatorade Player of the Year in 2019 ran for 2,200 yards and 45 touchdowns as a high school kid. He'll get the handoff, run right, juke left, cut back right, cross the 30, 31, 32-yard line. He squeezes his way near the 33. Tell you what, Davis went in about six different directions and picked up six yards on first down. You know, you talk about his high school numbers, you talk about his 45 touchdowns, you go by his carries, that's one touchdown for every 5.6 carries that he had in wow. Joplin High School. Since he's been at SDSU, he's averaging one touchdown run for every 12 carries coming into this season. Guys, Isaiah Davis getting a bulk of this load. Amar Johnson here uh, under the medical tent getting attended to there. Looks like maybe just trying to loosen up something with his right foot, right ankle there. And athletic trainers taping, trying to keep him flexible and ready to go. Second and four for the Jacks. Gronowski in the gun from his own 33. Shotgun snap, letter high. Fires a pass to the left side, a little high, but right through the two outstretched arms of Jackson Yonke in the left flat. Would have been a first down and then some, but the Jacks cannot hook up. It'll be third down and four. 8.59 to play in the third quarter. South Dakota State 17, UC Davis 10. And the Jacks are down. Bo Donald, typical starter at right guard for the Jacks, down Tucker Kraft, the All-American tight end. And the Jacks starting five different defensive players compared to last week. They are a banged up group, and yet here they are, seven point lead and the ball. Third and four Jacks, 8.59 third quarter. Gronowski drops to throw on the gun, pressure comes. Looking, looking, backing up, and he's sacked. He felt the pressure up the middle, he backed up, and literally ran right into Jackson Cloyd, the backup linebacker who had almost looped all the way around him. Gronowski didn't realize he was behind him. Cloyd sacks him back at the 20 yard line, so that is a mammoth loss, and South Dakota State will have to punt. Yeah, we expected to see a little bit more of that from UC Davis coming into this where they ran that blitz. I mean, that was an all-out blitz up the middle and around from the outside. Kronowski unable to make the read. you got to get those passes out quick when they're bringing the house. It was a 13-yard loss. So Hunter Dustman, his first punt of 43 yards, standing back at his own five. Dustman receives the snap, three steps and a right-footed boot. This a spiraling line drive, backing up Tompkins to his own 35, and he'll be run down at the 32. Great pursuit by Aiden Dotterman, the redshirt freshman cornerback out of the state of Wisconsin. A 45-yard punt, and Tompkins loses yardage on the return. That's an outstanding open field tackle. It certainly was, and with 8.07 to play in the third quarter, we'll step aside in the dairy drive at South Dakota State 17, UC Davis 10, and this is Jackrabbit football from Learfield. Welcome back to Dana J. Dykehouse Stadium as SDSU leads UC Davis 17-10. Follow along with today's game on the official website of SDSU Athletics, gojacks.com. And farming demands well-built equipment. Kubota equipment that's proven for over a century. Tractors that are rated number one in durability and owner experience. Hay tools backed by a two-year warranty. Sidekick utility vehicles where durability meets speed and productive 
SSV skid steers. Visit your local Kubota dealer for a demo today. Al, if I can make one point that I find interesting through the first two games, the Jacks' coverage on punts have been phenomenal. We've seen some big hicks back there on the returners. Well, that last one, I mean, great open field tackle on a very good offensive player in Tompkins and the previous punts down here. I mean, it was just like last week, Dallas beat him face mask to face mask with the punt returner. 8.07 in the third. Jack 17, Aggies 10, UC Davis at its own 31. Miles Hastings takes the shotgun snap. Swing pass, left side, Ulonzo Gilliam breaks one tackle, breaks a second, and then gets hit down after a limited gain by Caleb Sanders, the All-American defensive tackle, whom Davis has done a good job of limiting the effect he's had on the football game, but Sanders comes all the way down the field for a one-yard gain. Yeah, you got to keep that pursuit on Gilliam out there because if the first guy isn't able to make the tackle and Gilliam can shake him off as he did there, you want to have that pursuit coming from the inside of the field to prevent him from turning that into a big play. Instead, it's a gain of one. Miles Hastings turned back and looked towards the south end zone. The big scoreboard checked out the play clock, saw it was at 10. Kicks his offense into motion on second and nine. Hand off to Gilliam, hit in the backfield, broke a tackle, broke a second, and then he's finally brought down around the ankles. The tackle made by Graham Spalding, the linebacker, and Spalding asking to come out of the game. He's had some left shoulder issues. He wears a protective brace on that shoulder, and he's hurt again. Jacks, who already are missing five starting defensive players tonight, plus a couple of backups, lose Spalding. It's now third and 12. It was a big third down play for the defense here at the 29. They want to be able to get a stop here, prevent this first down, and get their offense a chance, plus get them off the field. Third and 12 for the Aggies on third downs tonight, three for eight. Snap back to Hastings. Five-man rush. Davis protects him. Hastings, a bullet to the right side, caught by Chaz Davis. He'll lean forward through the tackle of McGoy for a 14-yard gain on third and 12 and a huge first down. Davis had five receptions for 53 yards and a score last week at Cal. First time he's made a catch today, and none has been bigger. Good protection for Hastings in the pocket, allowed Davis to make that deep out. Surprisingly, we haven't called Caleb Sanders' name very much tonight. They've done a nice job of keeping him in check on that defensive line for the Jackrabbits. 6-12, third quarter. Jack's a seven-point lead on first and 10. Hastings slant right side. Trent Tompkins for a first down as he runs through traffic to the 46. Stephen Orell, the corner, and Colby Herter, the safety. Double team on the tackle. 12 yards to Tompkins, the exceptional sophomore out of Fresno, California. And UC Davis is in the Jackrabbit territory at the SDSU 46. Aggies. Almost never huddled. Two wides left, two to the right. Miles Hastings, the quarterback, points out the protection plan, brings the tight end, Castles in motion, slot left. Drops to throw him in a four-man rush. Throws it deep down the center of the field, and he threw it too far in front of Lan Larison. He was double covered. McGoy had the inside, the outside coverage by large. It'll be second down and 10. Hastings now 14 of 24, 153 yards, a score and a pick. Jackrabbits have not trailed tonight. Led 10-0, 
Davis scored a touchdown. Jax added a touchdown. Davis a field goal before the end of the half. 537 third quarter. Score remains 17-10. Hastings, screen pass right side. Gilliam spins through one, spins through two tackles. Then four Jackrabbits haul him to the turf. Right about the 45-yard line of SDSU. A one-yard gain for Gilliam. They line the running back up as a wide out to the right for that screen play. And here's third down and nine. You know, that's about as exciting of a one-yard reception as you will ever see. He caught that out close to his sideline and basically came laterally back into the middle of the field, threw in a pirouette spin move, picked up a yard. Aggies are one for four tonight on third down and eight or more. This is third and nine from the Jacks 45 and some early movement and a flag. Aaron Adams, our referee, talking to members of his crew. Now he'll tell us what's going on. Ball start. Offense, number 74. It's a five-yard penalty. It's still third down. That's Connor Pettick, the veteran center. We should denote senior right guard Jake Parks, 43 consecutive starts, the first-team all-leaguer, injured last week at Cal. He's been out, and so UC Davis also dealing with a big loss there in the middle of that O-line. You know, Jimmy Rogers told us earlier this week with all the injuries, he has to change his game plan a little bit. We haven't seen a lot of blitzes tonight, but here on third and long, it's going to bring everybody or they're going to drop into coverage. Empty set. Jacks jumped early. Free play. Hastings quickly threw it to the right side. Incomplete for Tompkins. But uh, it was Cade Tervere that had a free trip to the quarterback because of how early he jumped offside. Offside. Defense, number 94. It's a five-yard penalty. It's still third down. Remember what John Stiglmeyer talked about with Scotty at halftime about the number of times the Jacks have jumped off sides, and Tervere did it right there to give Davis five yards and a third and nine. Well, the Jackrabbit defense did drop back into coverage. They were only rushing three on that, so they were playing cover on a pass down. We'll see if uh, Jimmy Rogers is going to roll the dice and do that again or if he's going to throw something else at him here. Tervere and Hicks are the ends. Yeah, Sanders along with uh, Johnson on the interior. Bach walks to the line, so five jacks are there. Freeman coming as well, straight up the middle on a blitz. Hastings had to get rid of it quickly. He completes the pass to Tompkins, but it's shy of the sticks. A great open field tackle by Matthew Durant, the safety at the 37-yard line. Davis needed nine, picks up eight. It is fourth and a long one at the Jacks 37. And how about Freeman coming straight up the middle on a beautifully timed blitz? Yeah, he did. They brought that blitz up the middle. Hastings stood in there, though, and he threw right where the blitz came from. So that's where the route was being run by Tompkins, put it on the money to give him a chance here on fourth and short. Eighth play of the drive. Hastings will not take the snap. Gilliam, the running back, will. He has Larison to his left on fourth and one. High snap. Gilliam caught it, broke a tackle, bounced off a second, and picked up the first down. That was anything but easy, but Gilliam breaking multiple tackles to gain two yards on fourth and one. And UC Davis now four out of seven this year on fourth down conversions. Keeps the drive going. 17-10 Jacks, 315 third quarter. That's a short yardage package that they ran several times against Cal last week and did that direct snap to Gilliam. They were in the red zone when they did it. Same impact here. They only needed a couple of yards, so they used that short yardage package. 
Under the three-minute mark of the third quarter, shotgun snap to Hastings, fake of the handoff, rolling right, dumps it off to Larison to the right flat. He'll break one tackle, and Box shoves him out of bounds right at the 30-yard line, five-yard gain. Hastings now 17 of 26, 167 yards, and a score. And Hastings has hung in there, and he's taken a few licks tonight, too. Fourth-year sophomore out of San Marcos, California. He is a stage singer in the offseason. Performs at Knott's Berry Farm with his family. Is that on his LinkedIn profile? No, it is not, but you have to know where to look, my friend. Second down and five. TikTok, Instagram, probably. <laughs> Two receivers left, one to the right. Gilliam the back to the left of Hastings, who points out the protection. Claps his hands, fakes the handoff. Jacks rush five. Swing pass to the left side. It is caught. Justin Kraft bouncing off a tackle and diving close to the sticks at the 25-yard line. It's a five-yard gain. We'll see if it's enough to move the chains. The initial signal is he's short, and he is. It'll be third down and about a foot. Now this Aggie passing game in the second half has made the adjustments. They're starting to throw more out in those short, flat routes, trying to get their speed guys in some space, and they're having success with it. Davis now four out of 10 on third downs. Hastings will take a shotgun snap. Gilliam to his right on third and less than one. He clapped his hands twice, didn't like what he saw. Now they change the play with help from the sideline. Play clock to five. Clap of the hands by Hastings. Hand to Gilliam up the middle, breaks a tackle and leans his way forward through the attempt of Colby Herter down to the 21-yard line. A four-yard gain and a first down for UC Davis. What a methodical Aggie drive this has been. They've had the ball for nearly seven minutes. 17-10, SDSU leads the visiting Aggies, 1-10 clock running in our third quarter of the Dairy Drive in front of over 15,000, the exact number, 15,182 tonight at Dana J. Dykow Stadium. Three receivers, two right, one left. Hastings, the give to Trent Tompkins and the jet sweep, and that got bottled up. Dallas Beanham was the man who forced Tompkins to have to really turn that bubble wider than he wanted to as he tried to get around the corner. Then three other jacks were waiting on him. Well defended by SDSU. The magic man lost all his magic there. That's a four-yard backwards plug. Gilliam came over and tapped his uh, chest like, my bad, my bad. I think he maybe misread and went, went the wrong way on a block there and didn't give him the space he needed. 13th play of the drive. It started at Davis's own 31. Four wides, two to either side on second and 14. Hastings a deep drop down the center of the field, incomplete. Oh, he had Chaz Davis on the post who had gotten inside a herder. That would have been at least first and goal, if not six for the Aggies. But Hastings misses him. It'll set up third and long. He throws that on the shoulder. That was right at the goal line. Yeah, exactly. Hastings is looking pretty comfortable now when he sits back in that pocket. Last week against Davis, he was rolling out to the right and throwing on the run. Tonight, he's been able to, for the most part, stand in that pocket and survey the field to look for the open receiver. Third and 14 from the Jackrabbit, 25. Empty backfield. SDSU rushes six. Hastings never had a prayer and threw the ball at the feet of C.J. Hutton, the wide receiver on the screen. Now Hutton caught it off a of bounce, then went breaking towards the end zone, trying to fool everybody, <laughs> but it clearly bounced well in front of him. Hastings was just getting out of dodge. Jacks ran an all-out blitz, and there was no chance for Hastings. It's fourth down, and Davis will kick a field goal. Well, and that's what Jimmy 
Rodgers told us, too, when he's in a situation that he's got right now, it's kind of a patchwork secondary. He says, we're either going to go full coverage or we're going to go all-out blitz, and that time they brought the all-out blitz. Gomez hit from 36 earlier. This a 43-yard try for Isaiah Gomez off the left hash. Low snap, right picks it up, gets it down. Gomez's kick flutters, hits the right upright, and ricochets no good. Henry Reich, a tremendous job as the holder to pick up that snap off the field turf and give Gomez a fighter's shot, but Gomez's kick was affected by it. It fluttered down towards the right, and it nearly still went between the pipes, but it hits the right upright, no good. So the Jacks dodge a bullet, and with 12 seconds remaining in the third quarter of play, South Dakota State 17, UC Davis, 10. This is Jack Rabbit football from Learfield. Welcome back to Dana Jade Eichau Stadium here in Brookings. As South Dakota State leads UC Davis 17 to 10 with 12 seconds left to go here in quarter number three. What a stand by that Jack Rabbit defense. A 15 play drive by the Aggies offense comes up empty handed as South Dakota State is still cleaning on to that seven point lead. Looking to freshen up your Jack Rabbit's wardrobe? Turn into authentic brand. The quality and unique styles are just what you need to look your best on game days and every day. Shop authentic-brand.com today. And the South Dakota Farm Bureau, after every Jackrabbit score, including the three today, the Farm Bureau cannon has fired. And the South Dakota Farm Bureau will also be donating $100 to local community food pantries. The South Dakota Farm Bureau, your trusted leader in agriculture. 17-10, SDSU the lead from its own 25, first and 10. Gronowski hands to Isaiah Davis, cuts right, cuts back left, darts back to the right, and then simply falls forward to the 30-yard line. So Davis for a five-yard run, and that will bring us to the end of the third quarter on the Dakota Bank scoreboard. South Dakota State leads UC Davis 17-10 in the dairy drive. The final 15 minutes of regulation coming up in just a moment. This is Jackrabbit football from Learfield. Welcome back to Dana Jadaikas here for the start of the fourth quarter. 15 minutes to go as the Jackrabbits lead UC Davis 17-10. Do you need a new career to make you smile? Then say cheese. Agropur is one of the leading dairy manufacturers in North America with locations in Lake Norton, Hull, Iowa, LeSueur, Minnesota, and more. Go to agropur.com and see what full-time, seasonal, or summer opportunities await you. And first, Premier Bank and Premier Bank Card. For all your financial needs, choose a company that's locally grown and nationally known. Premier, investing in you. Tyler Merriam, Al Bahi, Brent Bowen, Scotty Quaz, our talent statistician, Brad Peterson, our entire Jackrabbit Sports Network team on hand from Dana J. Dykow Stadium in Brookings. Fourth quarter about to begin. It's SDSU 17, UC Davis 10. The third quarter of play. Granted, we have seen some defensive battles so far this year. One interception, three punts, and a missed field goal attempt that doinked off the right upright, a combined 62 yards in that third quarter. And I guess, Al, that's one of the things that stands out. UC Davis, that impressive drive, and yet nothing to show for it there at the end of the third. Well, the defense, I mean, it's a bend but don't break. It's a cliche, I get it, but that's <laughs> what they did. I mean, it was a, what, a 15-play drive that they had, converted a couple of third downs and one fourth down, but only 44 yards by the, by the Jackrabbit defense. So they never gave up a big play. They came up with, uh, with the blitzes to force Hastings to throw the ball early when they needed to, and, and, you know, that's just a good stand. 
And then the break they got was the doink off the uh, upright on the field goal. Now the offense needs to turn around. You can kind of feel the fans just want to get up and cheer for a big chunk play here by the offense. We just haven't seen it yet, but I think they're waiting for it. And again, what this defense has done, down a first-team all-leaguer at defensive end, down two of their top three linebackers and each of their top three safeties to play this well is something else. Jacks a second and five at their own 30 as we start the fourth quarter. White helmets, blue tops, white pants for the Jacks. Mark Gronowski claps his hands, takes the letter high snap, three-step drop, fires a pass, right side, Jackson Yankee makes the catch, breaks the tackle, Jukes passed another to the 45, he'll be stood up there, Jackson Yankee for 15 yards, a first Dakota National Bank first down, Mark Gronowski to the All-American Jackson Yankee, who is just the eighth man in school history to eclipse 2,000 career receiving yards. Well, now you got a sense of the crowd like you were talking about. They wanted that one to go for much more. Well, but you got to take what you can get. So you'll <laughs> take, what, a 15, 16-yard pass play. That's a big play, and we haven't seen many of those chunk plays tonight from this Jackrabbit offense. We know they have the skill and the firepower to do it. Gronowski in the shotgun from his own 45. Morgan motions from left to right. Give to Davis. Starts right, cuts left, cuts back right. They're subtle moves, but they're so effective as Davis creeps his way to midfield for five more yards. 18 carries, 77 yards. And you feel like that's an area Davis has improved from last year to this year is that between the tackles running, he's always had the burst where he'd break free, but the subtle nuances he's improved upon. Yeah, it's that footwork when you're working through the interior of the line to just find that hole and make a quick lateral step to the inside or the outside, and that's what he's been working on. Jacks 200 yards tonight. UC Davis 205. Each team has been penalized five times. Very even game overall. Jack second and five from midfield. UC Davis rushing four. Give to Davis running left through a hole to the 45, and he drags a tackler, Teddy Buchanan, to the UC Davis 42-yard line. Eight yards and another first Dakota, first down for Davis, who now has rushed for 85 on 19 attempts. And again, pulling the guard from that right side. So that would have been O'Brien coming out, pulling that time, and then Gus Miller also getting out there with a pretty good pancake block at the end of the play. But Davis really starting to ride the shirt tails of those big boys up front. Yeah, the 6.05 Hogs starting to win the battle at the line of scrimmage. Two wides right, one left. Gronowski in the gun, 10 of 17, the quarterback for 89 yards. He's been intercepted twice, but he's rushed for two touchdowns. He'll fake the handoff to Davis, backpedaling, throws left side, and Zach Hines makes the catch. He is shucked out of bounds by Rex Connors, the safety at the 39-yard line. Three-yard gain for Hines. 12.57 remains in Brookings. And South Dakota State nursing a 17-10 lead on the Aggies of UC Davis. Gronowski, after some pressure that he has seen earlier in this game, is starting to be quick with his release to get those quick passes out. That one to Hines on the outside, a quick out. He's starting to make quicker reads and deliver the ball in a hurry. Second and seven for the Jacks. Davis behind Gronowski in the pistol. UC Davis, four down lineman, shotgun snap. Here's Davis up the middle, and he got stood up near the 38 and yet kept going. And near the 37, the officials finally blow the play dead. So Davis for a yard, maybe two. And a big third down coming up here because the Jacks are barely in field goal range if they are as we approach the 12-minute mark of the fourth quarter and the Jacks lead at 17-10. Yeah, for a field goal attempt, you definitely need at least one more first down here, I think, to feel really good about it. Not that Dustman can't do it from here, but you want to increase the odds. They definitely need to pick up a first down here. 
Feldkamp will join Jaden Yonke wide to the right. Hines, the tight end, is in the cluster as well. Wide left, Jackson Yonke. Now Hines realigns right to left in motion. Davis the back to the right on third down. Gronowski looking to throw, looking, looking. Breaks away from a sack, running to the left. Breaks an ankle tackle and a physical run for a first down. Mark Gronowski, never say die. Seven yards on third and five. He left a UC Davis player injured and a first Dakota first down. What an impressive effort by Gronowski for seven on third and five to move the chains. Yeah, he couldn't find anybody open downfield. Actually took a bit of a hit from the backside that he bounced off of and then stepped out of the ankle tackle as he worked his way down to pick up that first down at the 30. Just shows again the toughness of this competitor wearing number 11. Big run for Gronowski who during that spring season ran for almost 600 yards and seven scores. 11.30 to play in Brookings, 17-10 SDSU. Jacks traveling towards the north end zone. Eichau Student Athlete Center in the Sanford Jackrabbit Athletic Complex. Davis behind Gronowski, pistol formation. Hines aligns, wing back left. Give to Davis, around the left edge. Cutting out to the left sideline, inside the 25, inside the 20. Rex Connors throws him out of bounds at the 17-yard line. Davis for 13 more. He's up to 100 yards even on 21 attempts. His eighth 100-yard rushing game of his career. A first Dakota National Bank first down. Uh, credit to Garrett Greenfield for getting out there and throwing a block that allowed Davis to get to the edge and pick up those yards. That offensive line, as you mentioned a few moments ago, Tyler, really starting to take control of that line of scrimmage. Longest rush of the night for either team, that 13-yard scamper by Davis. Jacks in the Case IH red zone, 10.42 to play, leading 17-10. First and 10 from the 17. Give to Davis, up the middle, inside the 15, and he bull rushes over Teddy Buchanan, the linebacker, to the 11. It is a six-yard gain. It'll be second and four. A successful season demands a powerhouse team with a can-do attitude. Case IH takes the field and wins with tractors, combines, hay tools, and more. Unlock your special offer at caseih.com slash jackrabbits. Low snap on the shotgun on the quick snap. Gronowski came up with it, handed to Davis, who drug a tackler inside the 10 to the 8. He gains three, and it'll be third and short for the Jacks, who again will not huddle as we crawl under the 10-minute mark of this game. Gronowski in the gun. Now he runs under center, takes a quick snap, leans forward with that big body of his, and Gronowski should have a first down. Looked like he got inside the seven. They have stopped the clock. They have not officially signaled first down yet, and there it is. So Gronowski does indeed pick up the first Dakota first down. It's goal to go for the Jacks with 9.40 remaining. SDSU leads at 17-10. Well, they're giving UC Davis a little bit of a taste of their own medicine with three straight plays, no huddling, getting up to the line of scrimmage. Almost caught UC Davis substituting when they had that play off the left-hand side, but that low snap prevented Davis from really getting the handoff as soon as he needed to. Jackrabbits. Play number 12 of this drive. On first and goal, high snap. It's behind Gronowski, picked it up off a of bounce, rolling to the right side. He'll throw it to the end zone, and diving and making the catch is the Jackrabbit wideout Tyler Feldkamp. An unbelievable turn of events under a full moon. Touch down, Jackrabbits. Davis kind of bailed on the play with that high snap. They thought it was done, and Feldkamp just drifted 
drifted into the end zone. Then Davis trying to recover, couldn't get there in time. And Feldkamp even had to make a nifty little play to come back and catch that one that was a little below his feet. The snap was wide right. Granowski got his fingertips on it. It went over his head. He was able to tip it on the way down. It hit the soy-based field turf took a rather circuitous bounce right back up to him. Gronowski picked it up, rolled out to the right, threw a pass about 30 yards, and Feldkamp had to dive back towards the center of the field and towards Gronowski and caught the ball a couple of inches above the turf. What an unbelievable play. And the extra point from Hunter Dustman is right down the middle. That Jackrabbit touchdown, just your ho-hum seven-yard Mark Gronowski to Tyler Feldkamp pass. Powered by Prostralo Auto Mall in Madison. Score your next vehicle at ProstraloAutomall.com. The Northland Four Dealers Drive Summary, 12 plays, 75 yards in six minutes and eight seconds. Go further with the fuel-efficient full lineup of Ford cars, trucks, and SUVs. See for yourself at BuyFordNow.com or your local Northland Ford dealer. 9.04 remaining, South Dakota State 24, UC Davis 10. This is Jackrabbit football from Learfield. Dykow Stadium as South Dakota State extends their lead up to 24 to 10 after an incredible play by Mark Ronowski finding Tyler Feldkamp in the corner of the end zone. As South Dakota State now leads UC Davis 24 to 10 with just over nine minutes to go here in quarter number four. When it comes to the activities that fill your life, Sanford Health has the expertise to keep you moving helping active people of all ages return to peak performance after injury. Call your local Sanford Health Clinic to make an appointment. 9.04 remains, South Dakota State 24, UC Davis 10. Mark Gronowski was three of three on that drive for 25 yards, and Isaiah Davis carried seven times for 40. Mark Gronowski has thrown 16 career touchdown passes at South Dakota State. First 15 got nothing on that one. And now Hunter Dustman to kick things off as the Jacks have a two-score lead with just over nine minutes remaining. This kickoff presented by Poet. Isn't it about time we got back in rhythm with nature? Poet is a proud leader in the sustainable bioproducts industry. Short pop-up kick on the run. It is fair caught by Trent Tompkins at the 15-yard line, so it'll be a touchback for UC Davis. Field. And with that, we will take a break. 9.04 remaining. South Dakota State 24, UC Davis 10. The Dairy Drive continues in just a moment. This is Jackrabbit football from Learfield. South Dakota State 24, UC Davis 10 with 9.04 left to go here in the fourth quarter. The Jackrabbit app is your home for all things SDSU athletics. Access your ticket account, earn rewards from local businesses, plus in-game updates and live audio and video. Visit GoJacks.com slash app and download the Jackrabbit app on your mobile device today. And Nutrient Ag Solutions. Ask any top performer and they'll tell you that home field is definitely advantage. And whether it's here at Dana J. Dykow Stadium or on your farm field, local knowledge, local support matters. Nutrient Ag Solutions and the Jacks leading the field this season and beyond. 9.04 left here in Brookings. South Dakota State 24, UC Davis 10. And in the second half, the Aggies just 47 yards of offense to SDSU's 93. And the Aggies down two scores. 
begin at their own 25. A four-man Jackrabbit front. Miles Hastings has time, throwing down the left sideline, juggled and caught by Chaz Davis. He originally had the first down, then in an attempt to gain more yards, went back behind where he caught the football. Adam Bach made the tackle, and they will not give him the first down. It's a nine-yard gain is all, setting up second and one. Davis now with just two catches for 23 yards. A week ago, he had a team high five. Well, like you said, he had the first down, but he actually juggled that ball just a little bit, and then it was his own momentum that took him back behind the line of scrimmage. Elonzo Gilliam on a quick hitter, runs behind the left side of the 39-yard line, five-yard gain on a first down. Gilliam's second longest run of the night, 10 carries for 18 yards for the All-American, who on 14 carries gained 115 at Pac-12 Cal one week ago. 8.15 clock running fourth quarter. Jack's a 24-10 lead. Hastings to throw out of the gun. Fires a pass left side. A jumping catch is made. Trent Tompkins caught it. Then as he landed, almost as if his knee gave out, he fell down immediately at the 42. Looks like he's okay, but only a three-yard gain. That was awkward to watch. Looked like he wanted to try and get down before a hit came yeah. <laughs> from behind him. Under the eight-minute mark. Again, UC Davis with its tempo still has time to score twice. But the Jackrabbit defense obviously has something to say about that. Two wides either side. Hastings drops to throw out of the gun. Pump fake rolling out to the right. Still looking to throw. Still looking to throw. And then dumps it off near side incomplete for Gilliam. Gilliam had his hand on that ball as it was a little off to his left. Would have gotten him a couple of yards. But instead it'll be third down and six for UC Davis. Well, the good news for this Jackrabbit defense is that long drive by the Jackrabbit offense allowed them some time to catch some breath, get some rest, and be ready to come back out here on the field. So great job by the offense to put a sustained drive together and allow that defense to be well-rested and come out to face the Aggies here. We know they're a big play team, so if they can make a play right here, we're in good shape. Third down, six to go. Fake of a handoff, Hastings amid the pressure, throws over the middle, incomplete. Adam Bach helped break up the pass intended for Chas Davis. There is a flag, it looks like UC Davis may have had an ineligible downfield. That was a big hit by Bach. And the Jacks will decline this penalty. Ineligible receiver downfield, number 74, offense. That penalty is declined, it's fourth down. So with 7.34 remaining, UC Davis trailing by two scores. Apparently not going to go for this on fourth and six at its own 43. The punt unit has come on. Well, both Malik Lofton and the uh, Jackrabbits nearly had that interception. Malik Lofton coming on the outside and uh, almost uh, deflected it himself. Tyler Feldkamp, who had the touchdown catch earlier, back at his own 19. Henry Reich. The left-footed punter with a glove on his right hand receives the snap. Two steps and a right-footed boot. A wobbly one. Good hang time. It'll hit at the 30. Inside the 25 and Feldkamp dangerously caught it off the bounce in traffic and was hit down immediately at the 21-yard line. So a 36-yard punt and no return. I think the reason he fielded on the bounce, he was afraid he was going to hit one of his blockers who didn't see, didn't know where the ball was. 7.24 remaining. South Dakota State 24, UC Davis 10. Back to Brookings in just a moment. This is Jackrabbit football for Blearfield. 7.24 left to go here in the fourth quarter. SDSU 24, UC Davis 10. As the Jackrabbits are in control now with the football, looking to close this game out. Join us at Cubby Sports Bar and Grill for the John Stigelmeyer Radio Show Monday night at 6 p.m. here on the Jackrabbit Sports Network.
Cubby Sports Bar and Grill, your Jackrabbit Game Day headquarters on Main Avenue in downtown Brookings. And blue is caring, blue is convenient, and now blue is Medicare Advantage from the Wellmark Advantage Health Plan, offering an all-in-one Medicare coverage, an extensive network, and then that confidence of being covered by Wellmark Blue Cross and Blue Shield. Learn more at wellmarkadvantage.com. He is Scotty Quaz on the field. Brent Bowen, our host. Al Bahi, I'm Tyler Merriam inside the Hefty Seed Broadcast booth. Hefty Brand Freedom Series Soybeans. Be free to set yield records on your farm with the protection and power of Extend Flex Soybeans. 7.24 left. South Dakota State 24, UC Davis 10. And this is an opportunity for the Jacks to impose the will of the 605 Hogs and the visitors from the West Coast. First and 10 from their own 21. Tight end either side, shotgun snap, give to Davis. Already over 100 yards, lowers his shoulder and gains three to the 24-yard line. Isaiah Davis now with 112 yards on 24 attempts. Offensive coordinator Zach Lujan told us coming into the week he wanted to basically have Davis take two-thirds of the snaps, Johnson a third of those. But, Scotty, you brought up Amar Johnson has not been 100% for much of this game. And he does not have his helmet in hand. He's had uh, a little bit of an ankle tweak here, I think, the way it looks here in this second half here. He's gone back and been trying to loosen it up. He's got it heavily taped, but walking with a noticeable limp, so uh, watch his prognosis going forward. 6.47 and the clock churning in the fourth quarter ahead 24-10. Jacks a second and seven from their own 24. Gronowski looked right, felt the rush, bailed out. Davis sets a block for him. Gronowski gets away from a second man, then throws a pass down the left sideline. They got batted down, and uh, it was a big bat by Blake Cotton, the true freshman who jumped up into the air from his cornerback spot and swatted that ball back into the field of play. There was a Davis defender down in the area that could have maybe caught that deflection. It'll stop the clock and set up third down and seven. A little bit of that gunslinger mentality from <laughs> the Naperville boy, but uh, again, uh, taking some chances. Every once in a while, those will hit big. <laughs> I was thinking Brett Favre would have been proud of him. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so third and seven. Again, clock stops on the incompletion with 6.33 remaining. Two wides left and one to the right. UC Davis, five defenders at the line of scrimmage. They bring five. Gronowski will throw it down the right sideline for Hines, who couldn't quite make the catch over Rex Connors, but there's a flag. Connors was running down the field with his back to the throw. Hines tried to reach over the top of Connors, got his hands on it, couldn't bring the ball in. Connors had good position, but there is a flag by the official closest to it. It was thrown. Yeah, exactly right. Connors has that inside position, and remember, he's got the two picks that UC Davis has tonight, but he never turns around to play the ball. He went right into Hines' chest as that ball was coming. He said, defense, number four. It's a 15-yard penalty from the previous spot. Automatic, first down. And not only is that 15 yards, but now you start doing some math here. UC Davis with two timeouts. The Jacks with 626 remaining. In theory, can run another couple of minutes off this clock. And even if you punt it back to UC Davis, that's four and a half minutes. Two timeouts needing to score twice. A lot of things would have to go right for the Aggies. Yeah, a couple more first downs. And if they do end up stalling out, like you said, then it becomes the chess game of field position. Dustman can punt that ball deep. And Two wides to the left, two tight ends to the right. Jacks first and 10 at their own 39. Davis behind Gronowski, pistol formation, give to Davis. Up the middle, and he had no chance there. Evan Bearden, the nose tackle, 250-pounder, a little undersized in the interior of that line, coming up with the stop on Davis. 
It's been a battle. Charge timeout. UC Davis as their second of the half. This will be a full media timeout. All right, so UC Davis will use timeout number two. We'll step aside as well. 6-19 remains at Dana J. Dykal Stadium, South Dakota State 24. UC Davis 10. This is Jackrabbit football from Learfield. 6-19 to go here in the fourth quarter. Jackrabbits 24, Aggies 10. First Bank and Trust, let's be real. You earn, you save, you plan, you protect. First Bank and Trust offers smart and savvy financial solutions for where you are now and where you want to go. First Bank and Trust, real banking, real easy, member FDIC. Albahi, the Jacks up two scores, looking at a second down and 10, and, and certainly the offense has made some big plays tonight, but I just keep going back to that defense being so uh, just understaffed, if you will, being shorthanded, the effort they've given against a very good Davis offense, that's really impressed me tonight. Two weeks in a row, they've played their tails off. Yeah, Colby Herter, Matthew Durant starting in those safety positions, two guys that haven't been out there on the field very much, have done a great job. Credit the entire defensive unit, though, because they've all played together very well, made good open field tackles in a number of situations, and have just played some solid football. And then on the flip side, the defense, methodical, the whole night, has allowed the defense to rest by putting some nice drives together tonight. So the Jacks, a second and 10 out of a timeout with 6.19 remaining ahead, 24-10. Three wides, Gronowski will swing it left side. Jaden Yaki on the bubble screen, turns up along the left sideline, 45, dragging a tackler, and where will they spot him? It'll be to midfield. That is 11 yards and a first Dakota first down for Jaden Yaki. Got Canyon Bauer leading the charge out in front. Jackson was there too, and Jaden followed the convoy for 11 to move the sticks. Well, I think you caught the Aggies defense looking for a run from Davis again, either up the middle or to the outside, just to try to work the clock. So a nice change of pace there by Zach Lujan to get that ball into the flat to some guys that you know are good in space. First time we've seen the redshirt freshman Angel Johnson check into the game. Davis getting a breather. We told you about Amar Johnson's issues. Angel, no relation. The redshirt freshman from Irene, South Dakota, in the backfield. First and 10 jacks from midfield. Angel Johnson starts up the middle, cuts out left 45. A little wiggle, and he's shoved out of bounds along the left sideline at the 41-yard line. Nine-yard gain for Angel Johnson. And tell you about Angel Johnson as an athlete in the 2021 State B High School Track and Field Championships. He won four different events, the 100-meter dash, the 200-meter dash. He was on the 4 by 100 championship team, and he won the long jump with a state record 23 feet, 2 and 3 quarter inches. That's the athlete that Angel Johnson is that ran for nine on first end. I was going to say, he's not a big dude, but boy, does he have some speed. And he, his footwork, as you saw just on that play, just very choppy, but always moving forward. He's behind Gronowski on second and one. He'll take the handoff, running left. He fumbles the football. It's rolling along the near sideline. It's loose in SDSU territory. And did the Aggies dive on it? Multiple bodies dove on it, but UC Davis comes up with it at the 46-yard line. So the Aggies force a huge turnover in this game, and Nick Eaton, the junior rush end, Fourth-year starter for the Aggies. Comes up with his second career fumble recovery. Just inside of that near boundary. Ball was punched out by Teddy Buchanan, then it was loose along the near side. And we had essentially a scrum for it with 4.53 remaining. UC Davis's only chance was to force a turnover, and it may have done just that. Now, Paul Valina 
and the instant replay team are still taking a look at things. They have not officially told our referee, Aaron Adams, we are good to go. Remember, they look at every play, specifically scoring plays and turnovers, and if there's any doubt, they'll stop the game and go to replay. But no, they say indeed it was in bounds, no need to go any further. So play on, 4.53 remains. Jacks 24, Aggies 10, but UC Davis, after the fumble, takes over at the Jackrabbit 46, going from left to right. Shotgun snap, three-step drop, Hastings looks left, looks left, pump fake, throws that way, and a diving catch in bounds for just a one-yard gain by C.J. Hutton. Diving back towards the line of scrimmage to catch that wide throw for just a yard, and precious time rolling off the clock. Well, I'm a little surprised that Hastings is not looking at the middle of the field with the young safeties the Jackrabbits have out there. Blitz is on, screen pass, Gilliam shucks a tackle left sideline 30 inside the 25, and he is run down from behind by the defensive lineman, Caden Johnson, at the 20-yard line. That's a 25-yard gain, but how about Caden Johnson running down the All-American running back, Gilliam, from behind? Yeah, because if Johnson doesn't run him down, that's in the end zone. I think that was one of those cases where we heard from Jimmy Rogers, hey, we're going to empty it and go for it. They did, and that time they got beat on the outside. 4.05 remains. Jack's ahead 24-10. First and 10 at the SDSU 20. Miles Hastings looks over a four-man Jackrabbit front. A deep drop. He'll heave it down the left sideline, and it is too far out of bounds. Intended for Chaz Davis. A successful season demands a powerhouse team with a can-do attitude. And Case IH takes the field and wins with tractors, combines, hay tools, and more. Unlock your special offer at CaseIH.com slash Jackrabbits. Chaz Davis having trouble getting off the sideline, cramping up with that right leg after he leaped up for that pass. Graham Smolding back into the game after we saw him go out earlier, too. Great stuff, Scooter. 355 remains. Second and 10. Aggies at the SDSU 20. Traveling towards the south end zone here at Dana J. Dykal Stadium. Three-step drop for Hastings. Looks left. Throws that way. Catch is made. And diving inside the 10 to the 9-yard line is Mateo Perez, the backup running back. First time we've seen him. It's an 11-yard gain and a first down. Goal to go for the Aggies. But the clock is running with 3.45 remaining. We know they go hurry up. There's a certain urgency from the Aggies right now. There is, but the clock is still ticking. 3.32 and it runs. First and goal from the nine. Two wides right, tight end either side. Hastings claps his hands. Helmet eye snap, play fake. Throws it to the right side of the end zone and it's caught for a touchdown by Justin Poirier. The sophomore from El Dorado Hills, California, made the catch just beyond his left shoulder with two hands helmet high. Poerio hauls in the toss from Miles Hastings and UC Davis is within eight with 3.21 remaining. Had a little play action right at the uh, start of the play. Faked the handoff to Gilliam. May have caught Malik Lofton peeking in there thinking that was going to be a run because Poerio got behind him, and it's a nice throw over top of Lofton. Justin Dwinell, the other punter, will now hold. Isaiah Gomez, who missed a PAT last week but made one earlier today, has this one blocked. The Jackrabbits block it, and then they pick it up in the end zone, and it's being returned down the left sideline, and there's room to run. Tucker Large, left sideline, 30, 20, 15, cuts back at the 10, and he's taking it to the house for a defensive two-point conversion, and there is not a larger play that man can make than that. Tucker has shown up since the first quarter tonight on how many plays? 
Nice punctuation mark for his night tonight against the Aggies. That is a defensive two-point conversion. And that is the worst thing that could have happened. Jared DePriest is being credited with the block. Large ran it all the way back. I guess the only question is, when he cut back along the left sideline, there was one Davis up man who was trying to run him down, and Large had to cut back near the 15-yard line. Did his left foot go out of bounds? I don't think so. He stayed on the hashes there. And They're still taking a peek at it. That's why that's such a brutal play for UC Davis, because not only do they not get the PAT, but the Jacks scored two, and now it's 26-16, South Dakota State with 321 remaining. The ruling on the field was the PAT was blocked at the line of scrimmage and returned for a touchdown. That play is under further review. They are reviewing it with 321 remaining. First Premier Bank and Premier Bank card for all of your financial needs. Choose a company that is locally grown and nationally known. Premier is investing in you. If it stands, Jared DePriest blocked it. Tucker Large picked it up, what, seven, eight yards in the end zone, in the center of the end zone, then came around down the near sideline and followed Malik Lofton's pattern all the way to the end zone. I so, think Quentin Hicks came back and said, hey, run it, run it. And so then they took off, he and Brenner, and they ran down that sideline. And Again, clarification, they said touchdown, but again, like you mentioned, Tyler, just the two-point defensive conversion. So DePriest gets credit for the block, but he was also the guy who ended up being the last man down in front of Large as he was finishing off that run into the end zone. Yeah, and looking back at that, I'm not sure if that's right. That's what the official stats say. Hicks was in the middle of it. I don't think DePriest, we'll wait and see. I'm not 100% sure. That's what the official stats say at the moment, but they'll review that just like Instant Replay is reviewing this. While we sort all this out, let's pause 10 seconds to allow stations to identify themselves. You're listening to South Dakota State Football. Two safeties last week, a defensive two-point <laughs> conversion this week. That's why you have to come out next Saturday for the Beef Bowl as SDSU Ols Butler, because you never know what you might see at Dana J. Dykal Stadium. Tyler Merriam, Al Bahi, Brent Bowen, Scotty Quaz, our entire Jackrabbit Sports Network team with you from Brookings. If well, it stands, the Jacks have a 26-16 lead with 321 remaining. If it's taken off the board, UC Davis is still within a score. And the Jackrabbits, if it stands, get the ball back here. This is forcing UC yes. Davis to free kick this back. UC Davis will be kicking the ball off. Essentially, it's the result as a safety. It's two points. All right, here we go. The replay review has come to an end. Aaron Adams, our referee. After further review, the PAT was blocked at the line. However, it was grounded in the end zone. By rule, that cannot be advanced. As a result, the PAT is no good. So the PAT was grounded in the end zone. So the ball hits the ground and it becomes essentially dead. If it's blocked, stays in the air, he catches it, then he can return it. Is that what they're saying? Regardless, so, free kick. Well, it, it is a big regard, though, because now it takes those two points off the right. board. And this is an eight-point game. South Dakota State 24, UC Davis 16. And the Aggies can try to kick it deep. They do have one timeout. 
By the way, the Northland Ford dealers drive summary. We forgot about that. Five plays, 46 yards in a minute and 32 seconds. A nine-yard Hastings to Poerio touchdown. Go further with the fuel-efficient full lineup of Ford cars, trucks, and SUVs. See for yourself at buyfordnow.com or your local Northland Ford dealer. The hands team is on for the Jacks. You have Isaiah Davis up front. Colby Herter is up there as well. Mike Morgan is along the front line for the Jacks. Graham Spalding as well. Jacks are anticipating an onside kick. It is a full moon. 24-16 Jacks, 321 remaining. Will Isaiah Gomez kick it deep or go for the onside? He approaches the football. It's an onside kick straight up the middle, and Gomez grabbed it just at the 10-yard line he needed to, and it looks like it's UC Davis ball. When the offensive team, the kicking team, puts the ball in the air or on the ground in this case, it has to travel 10 yards before the offensive team, in this case UC Davis, can touch it. Gomez tried to get his body to the 45-yard line before he touched it. Really on the field, the ball was recovered by the kicking team. First down, UC Davis. Mike Morgan had a chance to come get that ball. He hesitated, and then Rex Connors, the safety, laid a big block on Morgan, and right behind him came Gomez, the kicker. I was going to say, that was exactly the key play right there, was Connors going right at Mike Morgan to block him and not even give him a chance. The previous play is under kick. further review. And that even looked like a, a hit up along the head. Uh, the way Mike Morgan was almost, like you said, hesitating, backing up, waiting for that ball to come 10 yards to him, and then it took a shot like right in the face mask. Here's the only thing I will say. If you're going to have a PAT blocked, the best way to make it up is to recover your own onside kick, which Gomez did if it stands. He kicked it right at the top of the football. It took one big bounce, then a second bounce, and he reached out and grabbed it. Now again, the ball has to travel 10 yards. So did the ball cross the 45-yard line and then Gomez grab it? That becomes the question. As long as it reached the 45-yard line, this is UC Davis football, and Paul Valina, our replay official, taking a long, hard look at it on the north end of our press box here in the West Tower of Dana J. Dykow Stadium. When he came down with the football, his right foot was on that 45 or the 10-yard line. His left foot was advanced probably a yard or two deeper, and the review is complete. But again, it's where the ball is, Scotty. Yep, yep. After further review, the ruling of the ball being recovered by the kicking team stands as called. First down, UC Davis. Again, as long as it goes 10 yards, that's just like you don't have to make the end zone as a body as long as you have possession of it. If the ball reached the 45-yard line, it's UC Davis's. Well, in the opportunity, we have to watch the replays here. That ball did cross the 45-yard line, and he didn't touch it until it was after that. The key was Connor's block on yeah. Mike Morgan. That's what allowed Gomez to even recover that ball. So UC Davis trails at 24-16, but has the ball with 319 remaining. First and 10 at its own 47. Again, it's a full moon off in the southeast corner of Dana J. Dykow Stadium. Miles Hastings out of the shotgun. Four wides, two to either side. Knee-high shotgun snap, three-step drop. Pass to the near side, incomplete. Graham Spalding dove, nearly got a piece of it, landed on that shoulder that's bothered him, and then got up with that left shoulder hanging, but he's not about to come out of the game right now. Well, you can see the Jackrabbit defense looking for those throws out into the flat. The Aggies only have one timeout left. There's plenty of time, but they want to, the Jackrabbits want to keep that play inbounds and keep that clock running. So they're going to force that ball to the inside and drop into coverage. 
3.14 remains. Jack's a 24-16 lead. Aggie second and 10 from their own 47. Hastings claps his hands. Deep drop, looking left, looking left. Dumps it off over the middle behind Gilliam, who got his right hand on it but couldn't corral it incomplete. It'll be third down and 10. A little bit of a twist by the defensive line up there. Caleb Sanders, one of the first timers tonight, actually got in and got a little pressure on Hastings. Part of the reason we haven't talked about Caleb very much is he's been double teamed on just about every single pass play for the Aggies. Hastings 24 of 40, 230 yards, two scores at a pick. He's in the gun with two wides left and two to the right. Jack's four down lineman, it's third and 10. Aggies at their own 37 with 310 remaining. Shotgun snap, give to Gilliam, up the middle to midfield, big hole 45, spins through a tackle inside the 40, diving to the 38, a quick hitter that gashes the Jacks for 15 yards, and a big Aggie first down as we go under the three minute mark. Jacks will run in a couple of new linemen, Cade Tervere joining Sanders, Van Morrow and Hicks up front. 2.48 clock running. Davis down eight, first and 10, Jacks 38. Hastings a deep drop, will fire a pass to the right sideline, diving and unable to come up with it. Dallas beat him. I'm not sure he would have been in bounds for the interception anyhow, but he nearly had the pick. He double checked that Scotty had indeed put shoe polish on this morning, then got up and returned <laughs> to the field. It was uh, dragging his feet, trying to make that interception catch there, but Dallas beat him's a nice guy. 24-16, Jackrabbits, 2.41 remaining in Brookings. UC Davis with a second and 10 at the SDSU 38 from left to right, the visitors go. Three wides, two left, one right. Jacks blitz, handoff land, Larrison, ankle tackled nearly in the backfield, he broke through it and then got demolished by Dante Johnson. The freshman safety out of Fort Collins, Colorado, back at the 43, it's a five yard Charge loss. Timeout. UC Davis, it's their third and final of the half. Should be 30 seconds in length. And so that is a huge loss. It's third and 15. So we set the table for you here. SDSU 24, UC Davis 16. 231 remains, no timeouts for the Aggies. So at this point, UC Davis to stop the clock has to use the boundary or on a first down, the clock will stop temporarily. Aaron Adams talked to Dan Hawkins about something the UC Davis head coach that came back out to midfield, our referee. But the uh, Aggies must score a touchdown and a two-point conversion. But what a play by Dayton McGoy that time, coming up from that right side corner. Didn't make the tackle on Larrison, but he slowed him down enough, tripped him up enough to be able to allow his teammate to come and finish him off, setting up this third and long. And wouldn't this be a great time for a Caleb Sanders bull rush and sack? Is that a call? Yes. Two wides right, two to the left. Gilliam to the right of Hastings. Third and 15 for the Aggies at the SDSU 43. Shotgun snap, deep drop. Hastings looks, looks, floats it over the middle to Gilliam, makes the catch. 35, spins through a tackle at the 30. Still on his feet, and he's out of bounds at the 25 of South Dakota State. A tremendous effort for Ulonzo Gilliam. The All-American goes for 18 yards. He was marked down inbounds. So the clock is running, 2.20 to play, and the Aggies trail it by eight. Jacks rush Kevin Brenner on the field as a new D end. 
First and 10 for UC Davis. Now they stop and look to the far side. Then a quick snap. Hastings looking down the center of the field. And in traffic, the ball is dropped out of the hands of Tompkins, but caught on the deflection by McAllen Castles, who takes it into the end zone for a UC Davis touchdown. The two slot receivers were both converging down the center of the field. There were three jacks in the play as well. The ball went off of Tompkins' hands, and Castles coming from the other side happened to be Johnny on the spot. And underneath this full moon, continually weird things are happening at Dana J. Dykow Stadium. It is 24-22, and the Aggies can tie it with a two-point conversion with 2.03 remaining. Larison in as the back. Hastings comes up to the line to change the play. Five to snap it. The Aggies don't have a timeout. Two-point conversion try. Hastings rolling to the right, looking to throw, looking to throw. Lobs it to the back of the end zone. It is incomplete. It was intended for Poerio. And the Jackrabbit defense holds and maintains a two-point lead. Something about two points this year. <laughs> With 2.03 remaining, it's 24-22 South Dakota State. You know, go back to that touchdown play. I mean, that was just an unfortunate bounce and deflection for the Jackrabbit defense because the defense was there. Knocked the ball away from the intended receiver. It just happened to be right into the hands of Castle coming from behind. And it's not like Castle was wide open there as well. His defender was right there with him, waiting to make the play. If that pass gets deflected six inches one way or the other, it's an interception instead of a touchdown. Pinball things are happening here. The Northland Ford Dealers Drive summary, seven plays, 53 yards in a minute 16, a 25-yard touchdown pass from Miles Hastings to McAllen Castles. Trent Tompkins in hockey would get an assist. But the two-point conversion fails. Go further with the fuel-efficient full lineup of Ford cars, trucks, and SUVs. See for yourself at buyfordnow.com or your local Northland Ford dealer. The Aggies have already recovered one on sidekick. Hands team is in. They'll likely try for another. And Mike Morgan right back in the center of things, waiting on this one. And still two minutes and three seconds yep. to play. No timeouts for the Aggies, so if the Jacks do come up with it, they would be able to all but run out the clock. Gomez lines up behind the football as if he's going to kick it to the left, and he will. Two hops, three hops, and the Jackrabbits jump right on it, Dyshawn Gales. And you know what? For that young man, Gales, who a week ago had an opportunity to make a huge interception and dropped it. The confidence the coaching staff had to keep him on the hands team, and he makes that play to potentially secure this game. What a big play from Dyshawn Gales. Well, and on top of that, he was questionable as to whether or not he was even yeah. going to play coming into this game tonight. He had hyperextended his knee in that game. In fact, I think it happened at the end of that play when he didn't get the interception. And so they weren't sure if he was going to be able to play tonight until game time. He was a game time decision, but he's been out there most of the night, and uh, that's probably one of the biggest plays of the evening right there. Spalding walked off, clinging to that left shoulder as well. Jacks with 2.02 remaining are ready to take a knee and run this clock out. If they do this right, they'll be able to burn all the time. Gronowski under center takes the snap, goes back two steps and takes a knee. His left knee touches the turf at the 49-yard line, and the clock will run. Stay tuned for the first Dakota National Bank postgame show. Mark Gronowski will join us, Dayton McGoy as well. We'll hear about that young man stepping in and making the big interception that set up SDSU's first touchdown of the year. 
Gronowski will talk about playing back here at Dana J. Dykehouse Stadium and what the past week has been like. Head coach John Stiglmeyer is with us as well. Brent will have scores from around the country in the Missouri Valley. Final stats, Al's awards, and so much more coming up after this one's over. A minute 23 to play, five to snap it. Gronowski under center with two, with one. Gus Miller the snap, and Gronowski takes a knee back at the 47-yard line. So 1-12 in the clock running. There's 37 on the play clock. Gronowski needs to let it go under 40 and then take the snap and put a knee to it. And that will let the rest of this uh, game run out. He comes about half the way over here, and they're all just doing the math over here, you know. crunching the numbers, making sure that we know what number we need to hit on the snap, how long we maybe need to burn time off. Well, John Stiglmeyer has that card where all that math's typically done. As long as they read it right, they know how much time they have. <laughs> Ten to snap it, 42 seconds left. So Gronowski looking back over his right shoulder, five to snap it with three, with two, with one on the play clock. Gronowski takes the snap, takes a knee, and the final 30 seconds will run off the clock. It was interesting. 18 seconds and the clock running. The teams meeting at midfield for the post-game handshakes. It took a full 60 minutes under a full moon in the dairy drive, but South Dakota State survives and picks up its first one of the season, defeating the Aggies of UC Davis 24-22. Stay tuned for what will be a busy First Dakota National Bank postgame show. Again, we'll hear from Dayton McGoy, Mark Gronowski, head coach John Stiglmeyer, Brent will have scores, highlights, and much more. It's all coming up when you return to Brookings. Again, the final on the Dakota Bank scoreboard. South Dakota State 24, UC Davis 22. This is Jack Rabbit Football for Blair Field. All right, thank you very much, Brent. We interrupt the proceedings because Dayton McGoy is hanging out down on the field waiting to talk to us. Dayton, can you hear me? Yes, sir, yes, sir. All right, well, first off, congratulations. Uh, uh, Dayton McGoy, for those who don't know, a native of Elwood, Kansas, which, uh, what, eastern edge of the Sunflower State, right? Yes, sir, yes, sir. All right, now, Let's tell this story here of what this past week has been like as you and Mark Gronowski share a moment out there in a handshake. Dayton, so many banged up and bruised bodies from last week. Yes, so sir. what was this past week like? Trying to figure out really who's even going to play today. Uh, so uh, after the second half of last week's game, uh, I was just, I had got the starting, starting job. I got the nod, and uh, Stallbird was banged up too. So. Going into this week, Coach Rogers just, just needed my focus every day, every single day, my complete focus. And he told me I was going to be the guy. And I told him uh, I won't let him down. I'll take advantage of the opportunity. And uh, I still got to get better. I missed some tackles tonight. You know, I, I, there's things I still got to improve on as a player. Uh, but hats off to the defense. They stepped up every single play. Offense made plays when they needed to. And we pulled it out. It's easy to have the next man up mantra or, hey, we're all in this together. But when you're down as many guys as you are, it would be easy to feel sorry for yourself. And yet everybody I've talked to in that locker room, the coaching staff all said, this unit just rallies around one another, doesn't it? Yeah, uh, it's just a belief, a belief in the defense, a uh, belief in each other. Like there, there, was never, there was never a moment where anybody anybody doubted doubted what we, we could do even with me in the starting lineup tonight. Uh, we, th they all wrapped their arms around me and let me know that I'm a playmaker and I can go do it at the highest level. 
Dayton, tell me about the interception. That's a huge play because they had just come up with a pick. And not only do you pick it off, but you had a great return that set up the first touchdown of the season. So walk me through what you saw, what happened. Yeah, so I was a flat defender in that play. Uh, I hensed open just to play everything top down. And I mean, it felt like he threw it right to me. And uh, it just felt like high school again with the ball in my hands. In a game like this, so much talk for Jackrabbit defense. It's about pursuing the football, getting to the ball as quick as possible. Yet you can't always rely on that against this UC Davis team because of all of its gadgets and tricks, right? Yeah, they did. They did a lot of a lot of double passes, a lot of stuff. But we were we were expecting all of it. Uh, we just wanted to play honest. You know, what I'm saying uh, whatever we could do to stop it. I mean, we did that. We played honest. If we were in man, we just wanted to make sure that he, he our our guy was coming to block us, and he was he wasn't. It wasn't no block and go or anything of that sort. How neat was tonight for you and this football team? Uh, it was a great experience for me. Uh, this team knows what they mean to me. Uh, this group of guys on this defense, they know what they mean to me as a whole. I mean, these are my brothers, man. We, we, it's blood, sweat, and tears with these guys. So it's just a blessing, honestly. I just think, I thank the Lord. Dayton, congratulations. Thanks for joining us. I know you have some celebrating to do, so we'll let you do it. But uh, good work today. Thank you. I appreciate it. Have a good night. That's Dayton McGoy with us, one of our two standouts that we'll talk to. And from one to another, the man who wears number 11 for the Jackrabbits, the uh, quarterback, Mark Gronowski, is thrown on the headset. Mark, can you hear me all right? Yep, I got you. All right, well, let's just begin the same thing we talked about with Dayton. Both sides of the football beat up. I mean, you're coming to this game down Tucker Craft, down a starting offensive lineman. Uh, you were beat up a little bit after the Iowa game. Tell me what practice is like this week when you guys are still trying to feel out exactly who's going to play tonight. Yeah, uh, I mean, all season long last year and the year before that, we always had the next man up mentality. So no matter what happens on, on game day or during that week of practice, everyone has to be prepared and uh, practice like they're going to play that week. And that's what we practiced this week. And uh, the guys that ended up playing ended up really stepping up. And it was good to see certainly did uh, and the defense rose to the occasion I mean obviously Davis was able to score a couple of times late but in the first three quarters that defense really tied the Aggies into knots yeah it was awesome to see I mean that defense has been playing great these past two weeks and hopefully they can keep it going all season long Isaiah Davis 25 rushes 112 yards and you had the best seat in the house <laughs> it was awesome to see I mean I, everyone keeps talking about how we're missing Pierre this year and not giving Isaiah enough credit I know he didn't play a lot last year just because of the injury but uh, he's a dog. He's a hard. He's one of the hardest workers on this team, and he's gonna have a great season. And you can see by the just by today. All right, I have to ask about one play in particular: the high snap from Gus Miller. Uh, you tip it a couple of times, get a rather fortuitous bounce, roll out to the right, and I'll be honest, I'm thinking you're just gonna get rid of it. And you see Tyler Feldkamp in the middle of the end zone. He comes back and makes a diving catch. I want to hear your explanation, if you possibly can put into words, what in the heck happened on that play? Hey, that's exactly how we drew it up, actually. Um, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, we just sometimes plays go bad, and uh, we just got to be playmakers out there. And as I was rolling out, I was planning on throwing it away, but Tyler ended up making a good play. And, uh, uh, good scramble drills there and just gave him a chance and he made the play. So you intended on throwing that away when you got out there until you saw Feldkamp? Yes, exactly. I mean, that kid, that kid's a playmaker and he was ready to go uh, that play, which was awesome to see. Well, uh, tell me about the atmosphere. What was this like tonight for you? <clears throat> uh, it was special, man. I mean, I've, I haven't played here in 18 months and it was just great to see Dana Jay again with all, the, all our support and uh, all the Jackrabbit fans and um, there's nothing like playing in front of these fans and 
it was just it was a great time today, and I'm glad we came out with the win. Well, again, people forget you played in the spring when we couldn't put 11,000, 12,000. Tonight it was 15,000 in this building. It's the first time you've really got to experience this place between the lines. Yeah, I mean, it was special running out of the tunnel uh, right before the game. It, it, this place was rocking, and uh, I, I, it was, there's nothing like it. I mean, I was just really excited to be here and um, playing in front of all our supporters. Mark, congratulations on the win. Appreciate the time tonight. Thank you. Appreciate you. Welcome back to Dana J. Dykehouse Stadium in Brookings, where a crowd of over 15,000 turned out tonight to witness the Dairy Drive. 15,182 to be exact. And it was a, a bunch with a lot of heart that uh, had a lot to cheer on tonight as the Jackrabbit football team defeats the Aggies of UC Davis by a final score of 24 I'm Tyler Merriam, joined by the head coach of the Yellow and Blue, John Stigelmeyer. And, Coach, I will begin with this. I'm not sure if you're aware of this or not, but there is a full moon above Dana J. Dykehouse Stadium tonight. Perhaps that explains some of the things that happened during this football game. Uh, yeah, I don't believe in that, but, yeah, it's a beautiful <laughs> moon, and uh, I know we're a blessed football team. We made some plays when we needed to. You talked about it with Scotty before the game. We had talked about it leading up to this, but uh, there were a lot of questions coming into the week on exactly who would be on the field for your team. A lot of injuries, a, a lot of guys that uh, were hurt, that were banged up, needed to see how things would go, and how this group came together. You mentioned it to me. The coordinators talked to us about it, that this group is as together as maybe any group that you've coached. Do I understand that correct? Uh, you're exactly right, and that's their heartbeat. That's them telling us, you know, we, we don't live with these guys. We don't hang out with these guys, but uh, they love each other. They, they've worked so hard together. Uh, they believe in each other. I mean, we had at least four guys, five guys, uh, start their first game tonight, and, and, and they all played really well. So, uh, And that's our staff. Our staff uh, uh, believes in every one of our 110 guys. Well, and just an example of that is the fact that you turn the ball over, throw an interception in the first quarter. And yet on the very next play, Dayton McGoy comes up with an interception, a big return that sets up your offense. And so what could have been a disastrous situation, you turn it back around into a positive and take the lead early in the game. Yeah, and, and, and Dayton had been a special teams guy and uh, just played a, a tremendous game today. And uh, guys prepared. They believe in themselves. We believe in them. And that was a huge play in the football game. I really want to highlight your safeties, knowing how banged up that group was and how many guys you were out with. Tucker Large, and it's too bad the two-point conversion didn't stand, but, man, he was downhill a lot tonight. Herter made some big plays. Durance, we said Dante Johnson's name a couple of times. Uh, those are some names that maybe people on the outside didn't expect to hear much about. Not only did they hear their names often tonight, but they made some big plays for you. They did They did a super job, and, and I'm so proud of those young guys. And uh, I mean, that, you know, we, we got four safeties that uh, play in front of those guys, so these guys – couldn't see the light at the end of the tunnel at the start of fall camp, and now they're making plays against the ranked team. So really, really proud of those guys. And, in fact, those that's the type of guy that broke down our, our, our program in the locker room, the guys that had started their first game. And you talk about it so often, but tonight another example of it is the fact that it's not a one-man team. We know how great Caleb Sanders is, but UC Davis made it a point to not let him be very involved in this football game. I think they double-teamed him on every snap, it would have felt like. So other guys had to step up, and they did that tonight. Yeah, it's a, it's 11 guys at a time, and uh, as we've always said, do your one 11th. And if they're devoting two guys to one, then somebody's free and, and rise up. And uh, the one thing we did not do well tonight is that that back is really special. And uh, we didn't grab cloth, and we tried to knock him down, and his balance was phenomenal. 
and a credit to him and credit to uh, a coach and, and their program. Davis was finally able to accomplish some things offensively in the fourth quarter, but in the first three quarters, your defense really uh, won the battle time and again, and up until a couple of short fields with the turnover and the onside kick, you made it really hard for a very good offense to move the football. Yeah, yeah, we reminded our guys at halftime, uh, really it was a one play uh, that got him a touchdown and that uh, just keep playing the way you're playing. Don't, don't make a ton of adjustments and, and don't play tentative. And then Isaiah Davis, we have to talk about his effort tonight. 25 rushes, 112 yards, and just with with a market a little dinged up, he had to go to Davis a little bit more. But he followed the 605 Hogs, and the thing that really impressed me was the way he ran between the tackles. He seems even better at that than he was a year ago, if that's possible. Yeah, he, he's uh, he's a year better. He is, and and uh, our, our big guys are beat up also, but they did a nice job. And uh, let's give credit uh, to, to Davis's defense. I thought they had a good scheme. They got off of blocks. They're good players, and those are hard yards that Isaiah got. And Mark Gronowski had his work cut out for him today and uh, ends up throwing for a touchdown, running for a couple. But uh, I tell you, he's had a lot of touchdown passes in his career, 16 to be exact, but never one quite like the toss to Tyler Feldkamp in the second half. Well, that was uh, that was being blessed you know the, the i think the lord loves fcs football and he he loves the jackrabbits so that was that was an amazing play our coaches were yelling call a timeout because something was messed up and and uh and then mark and and tyler connected so uh you know just play hard good things happen well not to call you out stick but mark said that's exactly how you drew it up i would not draw it up that way maybe <laughs> coach lujan did uh but uh mark uh He's a special kid, special young man. It was so it was fun to see uh, uh, Tyler make that play. Sorry, dealing with some chocolate milk here. Uh, <laughs> Tyler make that play because he hadn't had a lot of opportunities. What you meant to say was you were playing grandpa. Yeah, and it's the best job I have. Absolutely, yeah. and as you should. We discussed all the injuries on the defensive side of things, but you're down an offensive lineman. Bo Donald goes down during the week, and so Colby Christensen steps in. You have to move John O'Brien, so you rework the right side of the offensive line, and that bears uh, an acknowledgement as well, as well of the job that those guys did on the right side of your O-line. Yeah, uh, uh, Colby starts his first game, moved John to, to guard, and, and uh, uh, we did pretty well. I think they got some pressure on on uh, Mark at times, but uh, I'll take I'll go to battle with those guys any day. And I want to bring up your special teams. I think in the first two games, one thing that hasn't been talked about is how well you've covered punts. Had a great tackle again here on one of the punts tonight. You block a PAT. Uh, your special teams effort, the weird onside kick notwithstanding, has been pretty good so far. Would you agree? Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm happy with our special teams. I thought Hunter punted the ball well. He made a, a nice field goal. Our coverage has been good, like you said. Uh, I look forward to watching that onside kick because uh, our, our guys thought it, it, you know, it just they thought it shouldn't have happened. I'll leave it at that. Fifteen thousand one hundred eighty-two here tonight. What an atmosphere for the Dairy Drive. Yeah, they made a difference. I, I, I love our fans. I, I love our student section. I love the band. Uh, they are impactful, and I hope they keep coming. Uh, uh, we need them next week, and and because uh, it, it it gives us energy. What were you happiest with tonight? How the young guys rose up, really. How uh, Tucker and uh, Colby Herder and, and uh, Colby Christensen and those guys just rose up uh, Dayton and, and, and believed in themselves and played hard. And, and uh, against a really good football team. Really most, excited about that. Most disappointed with? Tackling. Tackling uh, 34 specifically. 
you know, and it's hard to, as beat up as we are, it's hard to say, okay, let's tackle today and get better at that, but we'll, we'll be better. And yet he only ended up with 33 yards on 11 carries, so still it speaks to how well you played defensively as a whole. All right, so one and one now in your final non-conference game next Saturday, and it's the Beef Bowl. We know how special that event is with Butler coming in, so uh, looking forward to next Saturday night under the lights one more time. Yeah, you know, we love uh, the the dairy drive and the beef bowl and the egg industry and and uh, really honored to be part of those events. All right, Coach, congrats on the win. Go be Grandpa. Thanks, Tyler. That's the head coach of the yellow and blue, John Stigelmeyer, whose career record now sits at 186 and 112 in his 26 years as the head coach of the Jackrabbit football program. SDSU a winner tonight, 24-22 over UC Davis. This is the first Dakota National Bank postgame show. Our final stats are presented by Hefty Brand 40 Series Corn. It's the first corn seed designed for high performance and soil temps as low as 40 degrees with seeds selected for the highest ratings in early vigor and cold germination. Protected with the 37 components of Hefty Complete Corn Seed Treatment and backed up with a free replant policy. You can plant Hefty brand 40 series corn first and plant it with confidence. Well, South Dakota State wins by two. The Jackrabbits were outgained tonight, running the same number of plays. Each team had 65 snaps. The Aggies gained 72 more yards, a 322 to 250 advantage in total yardage, and Davis did so much of its damage uh, in that final quarter. Matter of fact, the Aggies had just 158 yards at the half, and and uh, then in the second half, obviously, able to come up with a couple of big drives there in the fourth quarter to make this game a game once again. Aggies, 49 rushing yards is all, but 273 through the air for its 322. South Dakota State ran for 140, passed for 110 for a total of 250. Aggies punted five times. Jacks only punted twice. Penalties, six for 65 against the visitors, five for 40 against the Jackrabbits. Time of possession, no surprise, heavily in favor of the hosts. The yellow and blue had the ball for nearly 34 minutes. UC Davis for just over 26. Both teams very good on third downs tonight. The Aggies 7 of 15, while the Jacks were 6 for 12. And inside the Case IH red zone, UC Davis was 2 for 2. South Dakota State 4 for 4. Case IH knows that a powerhouse team stays productive in the red zone with a can-do attitude. That's why their equipment is designed to meet every challenge in the field and win. Learn more at caseih.com slash jackrabbits. Well, individually, Ulonzo Gilliam, the All-American tailback, had a couple of nice runs late, but as a whole, the Jacks limit him to 33 yards on 11 carries. It bears repeating that last week against Pac-12 foe Cal, Gilliam ran 14 times for 115 yards, including a breakaway 60-yard touchdown run. Miles Hastings, the Davis quarterback, was a busy man tonight. 26 of 43 for 273 yards, three touchdowns, and that uh, first quarter pick Dayton McGoy had. Gilliam was the leading receiver for this Aggie bunch, eight catches for 80 yards. Gilliam is the all-purpose leader in career yardage as far as UC Davis is concerned, and he is going to become the all-time leader in rushing yards in school history. He's also top 10 in career receptions. Uh, Lan Larison caught four balls for 80 yards for the Aggies, including a 53-yard touchdown, and then uh, Trent Tompkins caught four for 31. For the Jackrabbits individually, Isaiah Davis, what a night he had, 25 rushes for 112 yards. The Missouri native is eighth 100-yard rushing game of his Jackrabbit career, 
as he is over 1,600 yards already during his time in yellow and blue. Amar Johnson got dinged up but had 39 yards on six attempts and looked very good in doing it. Mark Gronowski, 13 of 21 for 110 yards and a touchdown passing. He also ran seven times for a net of nine yards. Of course, sacks factor into that, but he ran for two touchdowns. Jackson Yonke and Jaden Yonke each caught three passes. Jackson's went for 36, Jaden for 33. Hunter Dustman not nearly as busy tonight, much to the enjoyment of the Jackrabbit coaching staff and their fans. Dustman only two punts tonight, but a 44-and-a-half-yard average. Henry Reich, by the way, punted five for a 43-yard average for UC Davis. And individually, Rex Connors, a great defensive night for Davis. 17 tackles from his safety position and a pair of picks. Adam Bach had nine tackles. Colby Herter, seven. Tucker Large, six to lead the Jackrabbit defensive efforts. And Dayton McGoy had the interception. So South Dakota State survives. It did not trail tonight, but things did look a little murky at times underneath the full moon on the Dairy Drive Saturday night. But the second-ranked team of the FCS is 1-1. One one. UC Davis 0-2. Jackrabbits a winner, 24-22. Albahi rejoins me as we hand out some awards on this game. Brent will tell you what else happened today in the Missouri Valley Football Conference and the rest of the FCS. Uh, at least one top 10 team with an FBS win. That's a teaser for you. All that and more coming up as the first Dakota National Bank postgame show continues. Again, the final in Brookings, South Dakota State 24, UC Davis 22. This is Jack Rabbit football from Learfield. South Dakota State 24, UC Davis 22, the final 15,182. The crowd here at the Dairy Drive from Dana J. Dykow Stadium. You're listening to the first Dakota National Bank postgame show. Thanks for having us on wherever you may be. If you joined us in stadium, and of course we have a special frequency lined up for every home game, so if you've missed that, when you come to the next game next week or throughout the year, bring your transistor radio. You can listen live without delay. If you're joining us on any of our stations throughout the network, if you're joining us on the Jackrabbit app, the Varsity Network app, gojacks.com, however you're doing it, just keep doing it, all right? That's all we ask. Transistor radio? Yeah, what about that? Nothing. Nothing. Okay. Am I dating myself? <laughs> you said it, not me. All right. You know, my dad still has the headset that he puts on <laughs> with the antenna that hangs out of it. Uh, yeah. that's, that's, that's above the fridge back in pier. The offensive play <laughs> of the game is presented by DeKalb and Asgro brand seeds. Al, what do you think tonight? Well, you know, I get a little bit nervous with the offensive play of the game when we're into the fourth quarter and that section of my notes is still white. <laughs> And that's what happened tonight. But uh, this one came in the fourth quarter. It started after the doinked field goal, right? So the Jackrabbits had one offensive play at the end of the third quarter. That was the start of a 12-play, 75-yard drive that took 5 minutes and 56 seconds and led to the most athletic touchdown pass, I believe, I have ever witnessed. Dude. So that put the Jackrabbits up in the fourth quarter. With 9 minutes to play at 24-10, things looked like they were pretty much in control, right? Do, 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 do. Yeah. Wherever you compete, winning has roots. Performance your best with DeKalb. All right, let's turn the page, literally, our defensive play of the game, and it's brought to you by Bud Light. Well, this one was a little bit different because it happened early in the ball game. Set up the first score, first touchdown of the season for the Jackrabbits. We've already talked to Dayton McGoy about a, you know his first experience starting back there, so it's the uh, first quarter INT for Dayton McGoy. Here's to the beer you can always count on. Bud Light, a proud partner of Jackrabbit Athletics. Bud Light reminds you to enjoy responsibly. The awards keep on coming, presented by Master of Ceremonies Al Bahi, our player of the game, courtesy of Kubota. 
Yeah, this one was kind of a toss-up tonight. It's on the offensive side of the football. You talked about Isaiah Davis and his numbers, 25 carries, 112 yards. But I'm going with Mark Gronowski tonight, number one, because of the athleticism he showed on a couple of little snaps to be able to track those down and, and turn what could have been a disaster into positive outcomes. 13 of 21 throwing the ball for 110 yards, one for a touchdown, had the two picks, also had two rushing touchdowns. But he completed passes tonight to eight different yeah. players, which is a really nice way with Tucker Craft out of there to spread that ball around to other playmakers. And again, when you have two offensive linemen in spots different than a week ago because John O'Brien was a tackle last week, he moves inside to guard with the injury to Bo Donald. You have Colby Christensen making his first career start at right tackle. Uh, there were a few snaps from Gus Miller I know Gus would like back, but Gronowski handled all that with a plum, and he just has that leadership quality about him. We hear it so much, but you see it on nights like this. That matters a lot. Absolutely it does, and, and you talked about this soybean-based turf down here. Now, in a soybean field that's out here in South Dakota, those bounces would not have been so kind to Mark, but, you know, fortunately he's not playing in a field. He's playing on the soybean-based turf. Player of the game is brought to you by Kubota. Together we do more. Well, the breakthrough performance of the game in the booth you just heard, but the breakthrough performance of the game on the field is brought to you by Pioneer. You know, this one, there's a lot of different names that I went through tonight because you, you talk about the different starters. Colby Herter, seven tackles tonight. Tucker Large, six tackles, three solo. Kevin Brenner, four tackles. Those are names that we have not talked about very much at all over the past couple of years. Uh, but tonight, for the breakthrough player of the game, I'm going with the kid from West Des Moines, Iowa, out of Valley High School. Started at right tackle tonight. Colby Christensen, 6'8", 280 pounds. Now, coming into tonight's game, Tyler, his highlight was being honored as the team scout offensive player of the week before we got into Indiana State a year ago. He only played in two games, both non-conference contests against Lindenwood and Dixie State. So the kid comes in as a sophomore, starts at that right tackle position. I don't know that he missed a snap tonight on the offensive side of the football. He was in for the majority of the game, did a nice job opening up holes for Isaiah Davis and Gronowski on that right side, teamed really well with John O'Brien. You know, the pass protection, you heard Coach Stig talk a little bit about that, but I think there's a, a good career ahead for Colby Christensen. Nothing wrong with that pick. You went with a player, of course, because it's the performance of the game. We could go with a position group. If I was picking it, I would give the nod to that safety group just because Durant was involved in a couple of plays. Dante Johnson, his first snaps in college, he was involved. Large and Herter had big moments too. But I think in general the point here is a lot of guys had to step up, and they did that. Because if, if they don't, if, if they're worrying about who's not playing, the Jacks don't win this football game. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, we picked one player of the game, but it was a lot of honorable mentions yeah. tonight. How about if I put it that way? Test after test and field after field, Pioneer is tougher on our corn hybrids than ever before. Pioneer corn hybrids are field proven and ready for years. Talk with local, let me try that again, talk with your local Pioneer sales representative to learn more. This is the first Dakota National Bank postgame show. South Dakota State a winner 24-22 over UC Davis. We'll take a timeout. When you come back to Dana J. Dykow Stadium, Brent will tell you what else happened today in the FCS and the Missouri Valley Football Conference, and we'll share our final thoughts as the Jacks go to 1-1 one one on the young year with a two-point win over the visiting Aggies of UC Davis out of the Big Sky Conference. This is Jack Rabbit Football from Learfield. Welcome back to Dana J. Dykow Stadium in Brookings and more of the first Dakota National Bank postgame show. South Dakota State, 
opens the home portion of its 2022 schedule with a hard-fought 24-22 win over the Aggies of UC Davis in a rematch of last year's opening round FCS playoff tilt. We'll have a check of what else happened today in the FCS and final thoughts in just a moment. First up, let's pause 10 seconds to allow stations to identify themselves. You're listening to South Dakota State Football. Tyler Merriam back with Al Bahi and the rest of our Jackrabbit Sports Network crew, including the man who has the ticket to all the scores tonight and throughout the week, Brent Bowen. A wild one here in Brookings, which ended up in a Jackrabbit two-point win. Elsewhere on the Dakota Bank scoreboard, one game happened on Thursday night. Fifth-ranked Missouri State defeated UT Martin by a score of 35-30. to Jason Shelley threw for 297 yards and five touchdowns. Missouri State will play at Arkansas next week before opening conference play against South Dakota State. That'll be a big one there down in Springfield. That's, a, that's on September 24th down there in Springfield. And lots of games happening today around the conference. Western Illinois went up to Minneapolis to take on the Minnesota Golden Gophers, and it was all Minnesota in that one as they defeated Western Illinois by a score of 62-10. to 10. Indiana State had their fair share of troubles too with the Purdue Boilermakers as Purdue in West Lafayette won by a score of 56-0. Quarterback Aiden O'Connell threw for seven, 17 out of 19 with 211 yards and four touchdowns, just two incompletions, a very efficient night for the Boilermaker quarterback. And in the first Missouri Valley Conference matchup of the season, North Dakota hosted Northern Iowa in a battle of 0-1 teams who both lost to FBS opponents in week one. The Fighting Hawks held off Northern Iowa for a 29-27 victory up in Grand Forks. The defending champion North Dakota State Bison hosted North Carolina A&T today. They rolled to a 43-3 victory. The Bison are now 2-0 and still sitting at number one in the FCS. And South Dakota, after a tough loss at Kansas State last week, lost 34-0. They had a tough game this week as well as they had to head up to Missoula, Montana to take on the Montana Grizzlies. Montana won that one 24-7 as USD was finally able to get on the scoreboard in the fourth quarter with a touchdown run. And in the games that happened tonight, Southeast Missouri went down to Carbondale, Illinois and pulled off the upset against the Salukis. An 0-2 start for Southern Illinois after a big loss last week at Incarnate Word. Incarnate Word, of course, a very explosive offense and a good team but Southern Illinois is now 0-2, a tough start to the season for the Salukis. And Illinois State started out their, their, or playing their second game of the season, lost to Wisconsin in week one, and they're just barely holding off Valparaiso, 28-21. There's still 36 seconds left to go in that one as Valparaiso's ball on their own 36, with 36 seconds to go. That's it for the action around the Missouri Valley Football Conference. Still a few more scores to talk about within the top 10 of the FCS. I already mentioned North Dakota State won 40-33 against North Carolina A&T. Second-ranked South Dakota State right here defeated UC Davis 24-22. Then I mentioned earlier Montana defeated South Dakota by a score of 24-7. Montana State hosted Moorhead State today and had a 63-13 win. Missouri State on Thursday won 35-30 over UT Martin, and Villanova earlier this afternoon defeated Long Island University 38-21. Sacramento State was ranked 7th. They were off this week. And then 8th-ranked Incarnate Word, who shot up the rankings after a big win over Southern Illinois. They continued to put up a ton of points, winning at FBS opponent Nevada today 
55-41. to A big win there for the Cardinals in a shootout over there in Nevada. And then a big upset of the week was East Tennessee State, the Buccaneers, falling to the Citadel. The Citadel with a 20-17 victory there certainly was probably the shocker of the week in the FCS. And then Delaware defeated in-state opponent Delaware State by a score of 35-9. The Blue Hens defeated Navy in week one to get into the top ten. They are now 2-0 on the season. And then a couple more scores that happened around a, a weird a seven overtime game played between Eastern Kentucky and Bowling Green wow. that final ended up being 59 to 57 Eastern Kentucky with the win out of the Ohio Valley Conference and then a, another possible upset looming down in Bloomington Indiana as Idaho was leading 10-0 at halftime but now Indiana as I look is starting to pull away in the second half they scored 23 points already in the third quarter but certainly looked like a, could be a wild game there in Bloomington but looks like the Hoosiers are going to hopefully pull it out against Idaho. That's it for today's scores around the Missouri Valley and the FCS and now we'll bring it back to Tyler. Hang on one second now I want to hear how those Iowa Hawkeyes did against <laughs> Iowa State. Oh those Iowa Hawkeyes yeah it was a tough day for them too. Torrey Taylor who we saw punted all over South Dakota State last week could not he, he could not help them out this week as the as Iowa. He actually did pin them on the one-yard line, and Iowa State went on a 99-yard drive to win that one. So Iowa State beats Iowa tonight. Yeah. Wow, the Hawkeyes go down. There is uh, all sorts of cheering. They're dancing in the streets of Ames, and maybe a few basketball coaching staff members that will like that score. <laughs> Brent, thank you very much. Appreciate your efforts tonight. Uh, Butler is 2-0 and on the year. A couple of NAIA teams they beat at home, beat St. Thomas of Florida last week, 31-26. They dominated Taylor tonight, 45-10. to 10, But Butler, a non-scholarship FCS team, will be coming into Brookings next Saturday night in a game that will start at 6 o'clock in the Beef Bowl. Tickets are available at jackrabbittickets.com or on the Jackrabbit app. And uh, we'll have our radio coverage with Brent. Uh, Alex Parker will be up here with us, Scotty, myself, our whole crew starting at 4 o'clock. By the way, if you're looking for more college football action following our broadcast, check out the College Football Blitz. It's free on the Varsity Network app. It's the college football audio version of the NFL Red Zone Challenge available every Saturday all day long. Just search College Football Blitz on the Varsity Network app. How through two games? I know UC Davis scores a couple of times late. John Stiglmeyer's not thrilled with his tackling. He brought that up. But, I mean, as a whole, with everything this defense has been through, uh, I'm pretty impressed with what we've seen so far, aren't you? I, yes, absolutely I would. And, and, you know, you can be disappointed in the tackling, but when you look at who the guy was that they were trying to tackle, yeah. it's not like he's a slouch running back. He's one of the best running backs in, in the FCS in the country, and we saw an example of that tonight. He's great out of the backfield as a receiver. Eight catches for 80 yards was the leading receiver, Yulonzo yeah, Gilliam, and he showed some spin moves. He stays on his feet. He's got great balance, great speed, and just a very shifty runner. So don't discredit the tackling as much as you give him credit for making them miss. Well, the Jackrabbits, a, uh, certainly a big win tonight over a playoff team of a year ago in UC Davis who has high aspirations just like the yellow and blue do. Jack's a winner, 24-22. A lot of guys stepped up on both sides of the ball, certainly some familiar names made some big plays. And now the goal is to get healthy, uh, not to overlook Butler, but that'll be a game the Jacks are heavily favored in because, as Brent alluded to, in two weeks the Jacks open up conference play at Missouri State. That shapes up to be a top-five matchup, a huge game to open league play. Yes, you have to get through next week, but you've got to get guys healthy and get ready because we know 
how grueling of a stretch this will be once conference play begins. Yeah, you know, you find a way to win, and that's what the yeah. Jackrabbits did tonight, and they did it with some new guys in new positions, and that's a plus. That's a positive because you're going into the rest of this season with some of these guys that haven't seen the field very much. Now with this experience under their belt, knowing what they can do, knowing what they need to work on, so some really good things, I think, for the Jackrabbits to build on in the coming week. I think we came out of it, the game tonight without any serious injuries. Of course, Amar Johnson didn't play hardly at all in the second half, so we'll have to wait and see what the report is on him. Uh, but just the, the fact that the new players came in and showed no fear in this game tonight, stepped up and did a good job, that's confidence that you've got in the rest of the team. Well, it certainly is, and the Jackrabbits now 1-1. One and one. Davis falls to 0-2 as the Jacks, a 24-22 win. Saw a couple of teams drop to 0-2 today uh, in the Valley, so to be 1-1 one one is a big step, knowing that the only loss is a tight one to an FBS program. Any final thoughts, Mr. Bahi? Just looking forward to another game here under the lights next Saturday. I don't know that we'll have the full moon, but uh, as you heard Coach Stig, he doesn't believe in that superstition stuff. Anyway, uh, there were some weird bounces once again tonight. So we've had two weeks of some strange bounces of the football. Uh, I think we're still waiting to see the best of the Jackrabbits here, uh, both offense, well, primarily on the offensive side of the football. Uh, we talked about it during the game. Where the, the fans, we're just waiting to see that explosiveness out of Isaiah Davis. We're waiting to see that big pass play to one of the Yankees. Granted, we're missing Tucker Craft, and, and that changes your game plan just a little bit, but they always take the mentality next man up, and so that's what they do, and they, they I said it during the game, methodical offense, they found a way to win. No question about that. Jack's a winner, 24-22 in front of a crowd of over 15,000. 15,182 turned out tonight. Our next broadcast of Jackrabbit football next Saturday night, 4 o'clock will hit the airwaves, 6 o'clock the kickoff as SDSU hosts Butler in the Beef Bowl. Our thanks to Jason Hove and the entire South Dakota State Athletics communication team. What a great job they all do, particularly Jason, as well as Scott Marsh and our friends at UC Davis for all of their help in our preparation for tonight's broadcast. Our network producer back at our flagship 570 WNAX studios. He doubles as the lead engineer of the Jackrabbit Sports Network. Jerry Oster, thank you for everything, my man. General manager of Jackrabbit Sports Properties is Jonathan Schreiber. The senior manager of the Jackrabbit Sports Network is Ben Connolly, and the vice president of broadcast operations for Learfield is Tom Bowman. For more, log on to GoJacks.com or download the Jackrabbit app. Once again, the final score, South Dakota State 24, UC Davis 22. For our talent statistician, Brad Peterson, game day host, Brent Bowen, sideline analyst, Scotty Quaz, booth analyst, Al Bahi, and our entire Jackrabbit Sports Network family, I'm Tyler Merriam from Dana J. Dykow Stadium. Have a good night, everybody.